This coming Sunday, April 3rd, is a huge one for Sportsfeld. At 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon, we're going to be going live for the very first time. It's the first ever Sportsfeld Live Can Slam, and we are doing a full MLB preview show. Now, subscribers and supporters on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash sportsfeld, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sportsfeld. Any donation will get you the full show. You get to watch the whole show live as it happens starting at 2 p.m. We're going to be slamming cans and talking baseball and leading you directly into the Toronto Blue Jays season opener in Tampa Bay against the Rays, 4 p.m. Perfect. And if that weren't enough, 7 p.m. that same night, Sunday, April 3rd, is the granddaddy of them all, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 32 from Dallas, Texas. To make sure that this week still had a podcast and to make sure that none of the WrestleMania hype got overshadowed by the massive baseball afternoon we're having on Sunday, I, me, your boy the Zoobs, put together four interviews with four of the coolest wrestling fans that I know. We run down the card, we do a little Magic Wand rebooking, and after four pretty good interviews, I end up tricking myself into ending up actually pretty hyped for Sunday. So that's that's something. Uh, so you can head to patreon.com slash sportsfeld, get yourself on the inside for Sunday's live can slam, and you can sit tight and enjoy the rest of this show to get yourself ready for WrestleMania. Joined by Blake Murphy on the line, live from Florida. How are you, Blake? I'm great, man. How are you doing? It's it's great to hear from you. Yeah, it's great to hear uh, hear your voice too. I'm sad that I'm missing the cancel. We're just gonna go match by match. I'll get your thoughts on on, on anything you want to mention with any of it. Um, is there any particular interest in you for the for the? Were there four uh, matches in the pre-show? Three or four. Three. I don't know if, uh, yeah. Usos Dudley's isn't especially, I don't think anybody right. has, uh, that's just, like, contractual obligations match, I feel like. Yeah, the Dudley's were promised the WrestleMania spot. And then Team Total Divas with Eva Marie as the difference maker. <laughs> All right, everything. <laughs> She's my favorite. I love her. She's great. I like that the explanation on the, uh, what I guess is the heel side is that, Lana and Summer just get a, get along now just because. And then <laughs> Emma just shows back up also just because. Um, and Eva Marie, the, her being on the good guy side makes zero sense. Reluctant. They were reluctant to accept her. Man, this is, uh, that's really the female version of the we have to get everyone the WrestleMania Payday Battle Royal. She's one of the, she, she is one of the few characters 
with a fully formed character on, on more than I think she has three different shows she's on now. If you count Raw, which I which I will as a as a mark. Yeah, she's the queen of the WWE network. <laughs> uh, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal is something that in years past was actually an attraction. I don't think it is this year, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, the only uh, are you, can we can we do rumors on this? Is that okay? Please, please. Um, apparently Cesaro's could, it could be a surprise. It's got to uh, be something like that. that it's got to be something like that because the build the build has been social outcast versus Big Show and Kane. Yeah, what I would what I would like to see happen, and I've thought for a couple months is I think this would be a cool gold watch for Mark Henry mm. to win this. Leave it because he's talked a lot about retiring over the last six months. So win this, leave his boots in the ring, so to speak. And uh, but you know Henry also seems like the type of guy to put someone over on his way out. So who knows? I mean, I, I saw the Vegas Lions and like they're dramatically in favor of Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of it's doesn't. I mean, I guess that works. I don't know. It's it, who won it last year? Big Show it was Big Show, right? Yeah, I was all about that last year. Yeah, I forget who I picked last year. Did I watch Mania at your place last year? Man, I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, the, the WWE Network at work after the Elite Eight. That's there you go. That's right. Because I remember because I made I was making gifts. Oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, and I had uh, I had to I had to strategically place myself WrestleMania day. Right. Right. Yeah, I was on my senior Lariato. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving up to what I think might be main card, uh, you have Kalisto against Ryback for the U.S. title. Oh God! Yep, that's a real um, thing. <laughs> you know, I I almost wish it was Ryback versus Sin Cara, just so we would be guaranteed a horrific injury at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> because like you put Sin Cara's history in the ring with Ryback's history of injuring people. Um, you're a Jack Swagger short of like a guaranteed stretcher job. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no interest in that. Like, um, I remember someone wrote something. One of the like bigger name wrestling writers wrote that um, Ryback's heel turn was about like getting him ready to be one of the heels that stands opposite Roman Reigns, which is just like what such a, such a joke yeah because if you look at it if reigns goes over and obviously we'll talk about that one in a bit but like there's nobody for him to go against yeah League of Nations. He, yeah that's it and then that's been done and done and done and done yeah that's uh so yeah i, I remember reading that ryback was getting kind of re re-groomed for that spot and what a mess that match i mean the match will be fine because kalisto's awesome he is he definitely but, is. like there's nothing. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be exactly what you think a Ryback match against a little guy is gonna be. Is this gonna be? Is this our another stunted Ryback like? I guess push. I, I hesitate to use the word push, but like, if he's being groomed, I guess it all starts with the dis, like demolishing a smaller guy. He's a heel. I don't even know. I guess. Did you see the other week on Raw? He had like a three-minute promo. <laughs> Like face to face with Kalisto, where Kalisto said nothing. Oh and yeah. Just kept talking, and like it was to the point where like I was seeing multiple people on Twitter, and I don't follow a lot of wrestling people, being like, "Oh my god, he's still talking!" <laughs> like he has more trouble with word economy than I do. <laughs> You're much more eloquent than he is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
I didn't just repeat over and over again, I'm big, you're small. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I have zero interest in that. Actually, this is going to be like a common theme where like I'm 100% sure WrestleMania is going to be awesome and it's going to be super entertaining. But on a match-by-match basis, my excitement level isn't all that high. I think I'm in the same boat because I remember, I remember going into last year's WrestleMania and being like, eh, I'm going to watch it because I watch WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, and it ended up, you know, being one of the best ever. I think that, I think that there are. This is also has the potential to be like sneaky good because there's such little, uh, an expectation, but like there seems to be such a preset disappointment. Yeah, there are also so many people who are like close to a return or supposedly close to debuting or potentially being linked to come back and make an appearance. There are so many things where, like, you could make a list of, like, 12 guys who might show up yeah. and do something that, you know, pops the entertainment value beyond just the card. And there's did you see, legends. Did you see the, the big one? No. What do you got? Um, Bullet Club is scheduled for tapings next week. Really? Yeah. Balor Club. Sorry. Of course. I wonder, I wonder what that means for, uh, for Friday. For Friday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this won't be airing until after Friday, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Man, they, speaking of, the, the, I watched yesterday's NXT, the tapings are like, they're, they, that was a long time ago those things got taped. Bull Dempsey's still fighting on NXT shows. Oh, um, um, Moving up, uh, speaking of in League of Nations, you got League of Nations against New Day. I don't think this is even for the titles, is it? It's not. It's a three-on-four handicap match, according to Wikipedia, which would tell me that unless they're using, like, super freebird rules... On the night after, the Freebirds go into the Hall of Fame, no less. And are inducted uh, by New Day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this will be entertaining. Like, I hope that I have high expectations for the New Day's entrance. Yes. At WrestleMania. Um, and, like, they'll probably cut a, a good promo. Um, but can we, like, just disband League of Nations? This is... They're bad. It's weird that, like... There was a phase, like, I don't know, uh, two months plus ago, where they just trotted out, like, three factions in the span of two weeks. Like, you got Social Outcasts and League of Nations and The Family. Remember that brief, like, <laughs> they tried that out? I think, I think it was, it's a good idea on paper, but they've, they've been such, they've been so dopey. They just sort of, like, there's been no real impact. And it makes yeah, Rusev well, look bad. I love, I like, anything that makes Rusev look bad, not for me. When the basis of putting these guys together is that, well, Barrett, Sheamus, and Del Rio are all guys that we like but haven't worked as top heels, um, let's put them all together and see if their lack of clicking... And have them lose everything. <laughs> yeah. But you want to talk about a guy that should have been getting that kind of repackage push to be to stand opposite Reigns for a couple months. Rusev is, like, outside of Lesnar, the best heel on the roster, maybe. Yeah, that, uh, that mess with Lana... Seems to have that whole angle really seems to have set everybody involved in it back. Yeah. The Lana, Dolph, Rusev. Drew Galloway's just triangle. getting over that same kind of uh, that same kind of issue now in TNA. Yeah, it's strange how that works. Yeah. Uh, we move up. Um, speaking of NXT, uh, we have the three of the four horsemen, horsewoman, pardon me, <laughs> for what will be the women's title uh, or Divas Championship. For now, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, uh, show stealing potential, obviously. Show stealing potential in the ring for sure. I thought, man, if they had, if, if this is this is the crappy thing about like 
you know, sometimes WWE gets criticized for not listening to the reaction of the fans and sticking to too tight a storyline. And this is a case where they adjusted because, like, the crowd got so behind Becky around Royal Rumble time, but, like, the build to this as a three-way has just died. I agree with that. It's sort of been all about uh, Becky. Yeah, the the three-way had, like, made a ton of sense. It was an awesome idea back around the Rumble, but, like, you can't just keep having them fight one-on-one matches and losing because Ric Flair interferes. Yeah, over and over and over. He, he needs to stop coming out. I love Ric Flair, but, like, it's not, there's only anything to do with anything anymore. My favorite thing about Ric Flair over the last five years is, I think, Shea Serrano tweeting that uh, him and Jonathan Abrams are the Ric Flair of the book fair. And they were both <laughs> on the New York, Sellers, the New York Times list. <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's only Ric Flair or Jace, but still. Yeah, that works that's for a, me. That's how little that's how little Ric Flair's moved the needle for me. Well, it like and it he doesn't you don't get a legend pop anymore when you're out constantly. It's like yeah. Ric Flair's been on TV more in the last six months than he had been, you know, other than TNA and for quite some time combined. It really I don't know. I th- I think maybe what, if she drops the strap here, he goes away a little bit. I would assume. I would hope. Like that, that, yeah, that's a lot of travel for him too. Yeah, that would make. And there are only so many states you can go to, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Sasha almost definitely wins this, right? I yeah, I I feel like that's the foregone. But part of me is like, Becky's been involved in this since the like the drop. Yeah, Becky's almost got a little bit of like like, Bailey Zane tour, though, right now, where, like, the chase is the big thing. That's true. She's, so she, if, she's yet to compromise her morals in any way. Yeah, especially if she's she's not the one that eats the pin. Right. Or the, the submission or whatever. Um, yeah, because, like, her and her and Sasha had an awesome NXT feud, too, and I don't think Becky ever beat Sasha, she if I remember not, yeah. correctly. She never got so, the, like, She never could, got it, yeah. Yeah, they could totally pick that back up. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be very 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 good. I and it's like awesome how quickly that sort of came together. That like no no now they're they're the showcase women's match at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's awesome. They should, I hope they get a ton of time too. And like Snoop Dogg's playing Sasha Banks's entrance apparently. WWE Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and uh, the the big thing from this one is apparently this is the last night where it'll be called the Divas Championship. I read that today. Not that. I think that's that'll be well known. If not, then we spoiled it for you, and who cares? Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Anyway, and like, yeah. So you, do you think that they make the switch at Smarkamania or WrestleMania after, right after it happens? Um, I would think Smarkamania. That'll get a huge pop if one of them like ditches the butterfly belt. Yeah, which I think is definitely what's going to happen. And they confirmed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, moving on to things that happen quickly and. Uh, Matches that wouldn't have happened a year ago. Uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho against AJ Styles. Grudge match. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, this, this is such a weird one. Because, like, like, on balance, they are two of the lamest guys For sure. in WWE right now. <laughs> but, like, this match is probably going to be awesome. And I'm it's it probably the number three match that I'm most excited for and, like, probably has the biggest potential to steal the show outside of the women's triple threat. Um, But, like, it's just, like, cool stepdad Chris Jericho being a piss baby 
about AJ Styles coming. AJ Styles, who is like less cool stepdad. Yeah, it's that Will uh, Ferrell, uh, Mark Wahlberg movie in wrestling form. Yes, when who <laughs> was it? Cena or The Rock that comes in at the end of that movie? Cena, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, this would be really good though. Like, obviously, Styles is going over because he's the new guy. Jericho will probably disappear for a couple months. Yeah, Jericho put Fandango over at WrestleMania. I don't think AJ Styles is no big deal. Yeah, Jericho's got to get ready for that Nakamura feud too. That's true. Um, he's uh he's been doing good work though. Like Jer- I, he's been lame a lot recently, but I think with Styles, he's done a pretty damn good job of like getting the crowd to chant his name and like ushering yeah, him I in. Think, I think. I think Jericho kind of part of his lameness is like the wink wink kind of lameness, like they call him Cage, where like he's aware at this point that. It's pretty lame, but, like, that's the point of it. Yeah. Um, rolling on up, uh, we have we have Kevin Owens' ladder war uh, for the IC title. Owens, Zayn, Ziggler, Ryder, Sin Cara, Miz, and Stardust for the IC title. This is, like, a guarantee. We're talking about Show Stealer. See, this is where, like, initially, you're like, yeah, WrestleMania is going to be so-so. And then you get into talking about the matches, you're like, man, Kevin Owens' ladder war is going to be awesome. KO Mania. It, it can't, like, there's, there's, the ladder matches are always good at WrestleMania, and Kevin Owens is, like, incredibly good at ladder matches. It's going to be awesome. We get Owens yeah. Zane, they're probably going to tease it, I think we're going to get taste of it, but it's never really going to, it's always going to get cut off by somebody else. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think, you know, I obviously I think most people would have preferred Owens Zane one-on-one, even if it was a bit hot-shotted for Mania. But I think if they book this right and keep those two separate, Owens retains, that's a few that they could really drag out with, like, Owens refusing to give Zayn the title shot for a while. And, like, that could be a big money feud that is, like, the number two match on a card in the slower months. So Yeah, yeah. or it could go, and it could spill over all the way into SummerSlam. Like, they could, for sure. they could do it again. Especially if Zayn wins at some point. Yeah. Um, the, my only question, my, not my only question, but my biggest question with this one is, who did Tyler Breeze piss off? <laughs> How is he not in this match? Zack Ryder needed to get that shine. Oh, man. And one of them, I forget who, but one of them was an injury replacement for Neville? Yeah, I think Ryder was the injury replacement. So, man, what did Breeze do? I, I, I know this. This is something I've been harping on for a little bit. I wonder how much longer we have Stardust in our lives. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't yeah. really... I don't know. I... I Obviously, there's a patience and, like, have it go at his own pace, but I feel like he's done all he can do. He fought the freaking Green Arrow. Yeah, and, and they seem to be continuing that after SummerSlam, but, like, if it's not for Ma- the Mania match, like, what was it for? Yeah. And, like, they never got to do the Gold Dust Stardust WrestleMania match. I don't know. I think it's time to pull the plug on that. Yeah. I really, yeah. thought they missed an opportunity a couple of years ago to really hammer it home. I think it was last yeah. year. They- yeah, and Goldust got hurt, but then, like, they also, like, did a roll-up finish in a match, and that was it for the feud, kind of? Yes. I don't know. It's weird. Um, are you are you thinking Owens retains here? I hope so. I think it, it makes most sense for the story. Like, he's got to... Either Sammy is, like, proves to be his kryptonite, or he, like, sneaks out... He finds a way and sneaks out. I think it, I think the best way to move it forward with all these guys, like, what what is giving it to... Anybody but Zayn or Owens do, really. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is that if someone else wins it, 
uh, and Zane foregoes a chance to pull the title down to go after Owens. Ah, uh, yes. Like, he would look dumb, but in terms of pushing, like, the personal hate there, yeah, they could do that. I, I, I like your scenario, though, where Owens wins the way Owens wins. Maybe that's, you know, two Canadian marks, but that's the way it is. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think, um, I think Brandon Stroud called him, he's stone cold... Uh, for guys in their 30s who hate everything. Kevin Owens? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Snark, snark Twitter. <laughs> uh, now we've only got three left, and they're the big, they're the proverbial big three. The, yeah. Proverbial being the operative phrase there. Uh, I think our first, the first and the guaranteed to be a very, very good match is Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose. No holds barred. The rightful title match. I think that's that's Dean's the number one good guy. Like he's the he's clearly the number one good guy. Yeah, part of the political hit. Uh, I wonder about the order of these three matches, but I think I think the only way to go with this is like a Brock KO win, where he just sort of like Dean never stops coming forward. So Lesnar has to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Uh, did I... They won't use Lesnar this way because, like, it's a waste of his limited appearances. But I would get a real kick out of Lesnar winning this in this fashion. And then he's just so entertained by Ambrose, like, never giving up and taking such an ass-kicking that they become a tag team for a little bit. And just because Lesnar, like, Lesnar enjoys kicking the shit out of Ambrose and, like, having him around to get the shit kicked out of him and be a crazy person. Well, I'm curious about your thoughts on the red wagon full of toys. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think Dean Ambrose is going to actually use a chainsaw <laughs> on Brock Lesnar. But, like, it's it's a good way to show that, like, in under this stipulation, which is the stipulation that Ambrose wanted, there are ways to kind of neutralize Lesnar's size advantage. Um, I think they should have played up... Like, Lesnar should have just, like, destroyed someone else with weapons along the path just to kind of be like, yeah, you can try, but, like, yeah, I can swing a kendo stick, too. Yeah, yeah, and, I'll, and I can, like, break it when I hit somebody with it. Yeah, it's fine, though. It's going to be there's it's gonna be so much fun. They're just, I think this one's probably going to come on earlier in the card just because, like, Shane McMahon, Undertaker, is going to have so much plunder, too. Yeah. Uh, that they point. might want to they might want to put Ambrose Lesnar early on, which would be sweet too because you want to separate out those kind of matches anyway. Um, I think it'll be a ton of fun. Uh, do you think how long do you think Ambrose stays face if they're actually committed to Reigns being a face? Oh uh, man, I think I don't think I think it's got to be the I think Reigns has to turn. I, we'll get there next. I guess we'll just yeah, go there now. Okay. Uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Triple H against Roman Reigns. I put this below Shane Taker only because I guess I don't know. To me, I feel like it is the secondary main event, but maybe I'm yeah, wrong. The fate of Monday Night Raw is not on the line. The the order of these matches to me could suggest. I was thinking this the other day, like Shane could win and then change something about this match because he's in charge. But I doubt that. I doubt that happens. A lot of uh, moving pieces left. That's an interesting twist. Yeah, that's like that's make make the Rock the special guest referee. Yeah, that's my classic. Uh, Overbooking, I like to overbook in my head, but who doesn't? But no, uh, you, uh, 
you correctly overbooked the Daniel Bryan double title win the other year, didn't you? Yes, I think I did. Yeah, I think the first time I came on Sportsfeld, we talked about we pre, we teed up WrestleMania, and, and we, you suggested basically <laughs> exactly what happened. Uh, we also said that there was no way Undertaker loses to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so we said there's no no point in even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you never listen to your old podcast or read your old articles. No, ever, people, especially when it comes to pro wrestling. <laughs> How yeah, how def- definitively wrong people are about wrestling is always great. Uh, but but Triple H Roman, uh, <laughs> definitely a difficult build for me. Uh, it's just so strange. Like he was out with a Roman was out with a broken nose for like three weeks, I think. And at the same time, Dean Ambrose was like crawling down the ramp after a hospital visit. <laughs> yeah, stumbling out of an ambulance. You're you're aware of. The political hit theory? No, let's hear it. So, Dylan Hales, who's a wrestling culture podcast guy, um, has a theory, a long-standing theory, that Roman Reigns has been booked so poorly as part of a large-scale um, power struggle play by Triple H. Um, and it's nothing against Reigns, it's just because Reigns is the Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn uh, poster boy. Right. By undermining Reigns' push at every turn... Uh, Triple H can kind of wrestle some decision-making power away from those guys by highlighting how Reigns hasn't worked out. So uh, there's a bunch of evidence that I'm probably not doing the quality of the theory uh, service here, but you know how Triple H was, how Roman Reigns was booked in all except for that like one hot month that he had, and then like how Triple H has been made to look superior to Reigns and like bust him open while he's getting cheers. And, like, how Ambrose has been booked in contrast to Reigns when they're up against Triple H. Um, go check it. It's at Dylan Waco, W-A-C-O, on Twitter. Uh, he tweets about it pretty regularly. It's a it's a very interesting theory. I think Tom Holzerman wrote it out at some point, too, because Dylan had only tweeted about it and mentioned it on podcast. But basically, Reigns has, has not been booked crappy because the WWE is inept necessarily, but because Triple H is trying to highlight how inept certain people in the creative team are and totally undermining Reigns' push. And WrestleMania 32 is supposed to be the culmination of that, where Reigns goes over as the good guy and gets completely crapped on. <laughs> Man, I love that stuff. I'm all, I'm all about that stuff. That's great. Yeah, that's, that, that's juicy. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm, like, I'm honestly, I'm so... One of the things I'm most anticipating from WrestleMania is to see if it plays out in a way that fits Dylan's theory. I feel like they if you if you if you're going to do it just do it already, right? If they're going to have Roman be the champion and be the big number 1 guy, just do it already. That's how I feel about it. Just do it. Like it's been, that's enough. Let let it let it happen. Let him win and get booed. Like you have to just let it happen eventually. Or do yeah. you? Or do you? Yeah. Like he's he, he's not turning heel here, right? I don't know how he could. That's what I was thinking. I was like, how could he turn heel? That's the thing. And, like, I don't know if you could pull off a double turn on the same card where the authority has control of Monday Night Raw on the line. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, tri- Triple H is too tied to the outcome of The Undertaker, Shane McMahon. Unless we get, like, a super mega swerve where Triple H has been aligned with Shane McMahon this whole time. Um, that, that's a lot to explain in one card, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it is shaping up that, like, 
uh, Triple H and Stephanie lose everything, right? Is what the is what the fate of WrestleMania 32 basically looks like at the top. Yeah. Speaking of which, and right, yeah. So, right, what do you think the odds are that Reigns wins? Like a hundred percent? I would say like seventy-five to eighty percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that feels great. I, I peaked at the Vegas odds too. Pretty strong. And they, yeah, not they're not quite original Lesnar Undertaker strong. Um, I don't want to look on Sunday. I always say I won't look because I want to be surprised. But then I always get curious to know if the line swings will actually mean something. And I always go back to Lesnar or Undertaker where the line swung heavily in like the two hours before WrestleMania. Ah. Yeah, so, don't... Like, I, I kind of want to look, but I don't want to look. You're going to look. I'm going to look. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm not going to, and then I'm going to. Uh, closing it out, uh, for control of Monday Night Raw, Shane McMahon against The Undertaker. I don't know, man. Could you throw a better punch than Shane McMahon at this point? <laughs> it's highly possible. <laughs> you don't like the bu- the jumping bunny jab? The little pop pop? I, I, I do not. Um, man, I popped like crazy for his return. But uh, this match is just going to have to have all kinds of schmoz. It's which gonna is be fine. Sh- that's, I mean, that's what it's for, right? It's going to be a schmoz, right? The, the door will come off and then... Like, Vince McMahon can't be this heavily involved in a WrestleMania match and not be at ringside with his fingers in the pot. Yeah. There's, a uh, Stuff's got to go down here. There's going to... I would think on both sides. Like, Vince is going to come out to try to get involved, and then Shane's going to have someone... Means Street Posse. His back, whether it's... Wh- yeah. Um, whether it's Cena or, you know, The Rock or whoever. I could see The Rock for sure. He has to be there. Stone Cold, I've also heard Stone Cold bandied about one more stunner. He can do a stunner. Yeah. One more stunner on a McMahon, but who, it, this is tough. I'm Like you said, I popped really hard for the comeback, too. But it was one of those things where, like, every minute every minute you spent thinking about why it was happening was another minute less excited I got. Yeah, that's totally... Uh... I think that's totally justified. And, like, the fightinest words, <laughs> which I've been laughing about all week, was uh, Undertaker called Shane uh, his dad's bitch. <laughs> so... Yeah. The, the word bitch has been used a lot in the build-up to this. Apparently that's the worst thing that could happen is you could called Like, your father has spent most of his life dominating you. It's like, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's yeah. It's more or less what young adulthood uh, and my adolescence was. I'm just disappointed Vince hasn't referred to Shane as his large adult son yet. <laughs> yeah. when, the, when my demon, the Undertaker, steps into the cell with my large adult son. Um, so this is a tough one. I, I, I feel like I... really tough to call. I become too much of a... I was told, told I, become, I become too much of a smark when breaking this down because I make complaints like, who am I supposed to cheer for? And like, what am I... Do I want Undertaker to stay at WrestleMania and Raw to not change? Or do I want Raw to change and never see Undertaker WrestleMania again? That's a there's no there's no white black and white on that. That's a, it's a shades of gray. Well, there's there's plenty of wiggle room on the Undertaker side of the stipulation. Like Shane just like could win and then out of respect be like, okay, well I'm in charge now. You're allowed to be on WrestleMania. True. Like there are plus like those stipulations never never really last. It would, I'm leaning towards Shane 
just because like what was it would be weird if he came back for like a month to do this and then that was it right like it feels like this has to be a longer term thing and he'll Uh, he'll put somebody else in charge right he would be like I can't be here every week but your interim person in charge is I don't know Regal or somebody yeah Uh, it's it's the dream (laughs) um do you think we see any debuts, perhaps, from the NXT camp at WrestleMania? No, I don't think... I think you'll get one or two... You'll always get somebody like a Tommy in the Battle Royal last year. And they pre-announced that last year, right? Like, he won an access He won match. his way, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we'll see something like that. Uh, I don't know whom, but I think we'll see one of those. Like, somebody that's... Maybe I don't even know. I was gonna say maybe Apollo Cruz, somebody that doesn't have a big match the day before. What are you talking about? He doesn't have a big match, isn't he wrestling the Drifter? Yeah, <laughs> Elias Samson. Yeah. Um. Uh, what Elias Samson? What a he's Damian Sandow with Jace. Big time. Okay. I think uh, I think Smarkamania will see. There'll be stuff. There'll be, somebody's coming up Smarkamania. I'm not sure who, but I think there's got to be. Probably the realest guys in the room would be my first guess. I was going to say, because it's in Brooklyn. It, no, it's not in Brooklyn. It's in Dallas? Yeah. Right, Brooklyn was this past Monday. That's right. Okay. Um, you, the Monday after WrestleMania should always be in Brooklyn. I don't <laughs> care if they have to travel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could see realist guys makes a lot of sense because, like, assuming New Day win, they're going to come out, they're going to do, there is there anybody who can yeah. be that kind of thing. And they would get such a huge pop. Absolutely. Man. Uh, yeah, and like, uh, but maybe not. Like, maybe if, if Balor Club comes, that's the only thing. Which I think is I highly possible as well. I think so, too. I don't I don't see why they'd waste time with Balor Club in NXT. Not that it'd be a waste, you know, a waste of time because it'd be still plenty entertaining. But, like, Balor doesn't have anything left to do in NXT anyway. And he's already so dominant, right? Like... When he yeah, comes up to the big leagues, off. yeah. When he comes up to the big leagues, then he'll have to make an impact, and that's when you that's when you bring in a crew. Yeah, that's when you bring in uh, <laughs> Festus. Yeah, and, and Carl Anderson. To uh, to wrap this up, I have a question for you that I will be asking everybody. Uh, if you could change one thing about the booking or lead up or a match, uh, what would it be? I would have had Ambrose win the title at Roadblock and make Ambrose Lesnar for the title, um, just because I think there would be, you know, first of all, I think Ambrose, the couple of months that he turned in, you know, not, you don't, I don't want to say deserved, because the top spot of WrestleMania, you don't earn with, like, a couple good months, but, like, Lesnar still never got pinned for his title, so there's plenty of story juice there, uh, and then also, if if there isn't a political hit on Roman Reigns, I think that would have been the best way to have him go over Triple H and that be accepted by um, the smart crowd at WrestleMania the night after because he wouldn't have been overcoming and conquering and winning the title. He just would have been winning his kind of grudge feud against the authority. Um, Yeah, that's my take on it. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Um, That's it, man. That's that's all. Great, man. It It was good talking to you. It was great talking to you. Have fun in Florida. You're going to have to, uh, I would like for you to send me over text the menu that I'm missing out on 
<laughs> with all the puns. Because even if I get back in time to go to Shane's, I don't think he's going to come correct with the puns. It's going to be tough. I, I said that's, it's a tough day for me, so I might be drunk cooking, which is even always a challenge. You know what I'm really looking forward to? Um, you know, it's a ways away, but Ultima Lucha 2. Mm. I think we could have a. I think we could have a really good meal, Muertes. All right. On that note, I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much, man. All right. See you, buddy. Cheers. Me and my friends get real drunk, beat up our teammates, punk, make our way down. Here with Scott Lewis, uh, we're both full of terrible food. We're both uh, ready for WrestleMania. Absolutely. Scott Lewis, will you be here on Sunday at the Sports Fellow at the first annual MLB Preview Can Slam? I'm going to cut my words off after two beers, too. That's, that's <laughs> my, my uh, podcast rule of thumb. I, uh, that's Stop good. talking. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we have that night, we, you and I are going to have to leave during the Jays game to go watch WrestleMania. We can't miss Mania. My question for you, and yes. this is this is us legitimately making plans in the moment. How much of the pre-show, because the Under the Giant Battle Royal has been moved for the main show, I heard today. Right. Yes. How much of the pre-show are you interested in? In the least, we have uh, Team Total Divas, Brie Bella, Alicia Fox, Natalia Page versus Lana, Naomi, Tamina, Summer Rae, and Emma. I feel like they're the, we're Oh, Ava Marie. Of oh, course. right, she's back. Yes. The Equalizer, all read everything. Uh, and Usos versus Dudley Boys. Anything about either one of those? I... <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm showing up for the uh, the meat and potatoes. I'm going to pass yeah. on the salad. That's a uh, that's bonus season, right? That's like yeah. your contract says you get to appear at WrestleMania, so you have to get on the plane and depart the plane. Get a little extra money matters not to me. So well, let's sink our teeth into the meat. Uh, we start off. I'm working bottom up here. Okay. Okay. Uh, on the very bottom, I have the third annual Under the Giant Battle Royal, only because the only people I've seen talk about this at all is it's a Big Show and Kane in the Social Outcasts. Right. So who cares? Yeah, that, that's a who cares match. Do you care? I guess is my question. No. no. Do you think we're? I. This might be the due point for a return. I think I feel. Yeah, like a like a surprise well, Cena entrance. It's so Cesaro. like Cesaro. Yeah, exactly yeah. one of those okay. two. Okay, it's because it's so the rest of the card is so like there's nobody I can even see that has made any noise that beforehand you would think oh that's worth seeing. So they got to they got to be one surprise. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, or it's just going to be the uh, you know Braun Strowman Wyatt family. Battle Royal domination. I guess they have to be somewhere, don't they? They will be somewhere. That does make sense. I would I'd throw them in there right, and keep them as far away from that Ambrose-Lesnar match as possible. Well, let's move up then. Okay. Uh, next on the list, I have I have the United States champion Kalisto against the big guy. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, back. Man, just the booking of the United States championships been awful. Well, at least he's not fighting about Dario for the right. Yeah, for the 90th, 90th time. time. Yeah. Uh, 
I love Callisto. Like he's fun to watch. He doesn't miss like ever. Yeah, and he's he's probably gonna suffer like irreparable damage to his back and neck in a match with Ryback. At Mania. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the like guarantee something I feel like <laughs> is going to go wrong in this match somewhere. Yeah, if there's, like, if there's like one a, guy on the roster who's going to get overamped and and try to just oversell something, throw somebody way too far, I'll go with the big guy. See, I would have had him picked to win the Under the Giant Battle Royal. That would have been a good spot for him. I think that's you look at like it was Cesaro. They were like he's the strongest guy in the company, and then it was like well, Big Show's the big man, and they always you have to be the big man rules in a battle royal. Ryback sort of fits that mold, but no. Mm, I, I expect him to walk out of there with that title. You think Ryback is your United States champion? He's not mine, but I, I think he is. Ours. Yes. <laughs> uh, jumping forward, uh, tag team. Well, not tag team. I guess it is tag team. It's three on four, the New Day against the League of Nations. Talk about guys with strange booking. The League of Nations, hapless, I would say. Yeah, I'm excited to see... Uh, the New Day entrance, and if they have any mic work pre-match, uh, what happens in between that and the final bell? Uh, League of Nations, not a lot of fun to watch. I have to say, I'm guessing they're not going to order the matches the way that I have them ordered. I sort of have them ordered in what I consider to be increasing levels of interest, and if they do it this way, there'll be nothing to watch for the first like half of the show. Yeah, I expect them to get like something good like the, the ladder match out of the way early. Yeah. Speaking of uh, matches that could be good, we have the Divas slash Women's Championship. The old rumors today is the Women's Championship is coming back. Right. Either Sunday or on Smarker Mania Monday. Yes. Uh, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. A uh, lot of Charlotte, a lot of like the, a lot of repeat in this build. Like Charlotte comes out with Rick, Rick cheats. We all go, ah, that Rick. Ah, uh, but, 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 Rick, Rick cheats, but he's foiled by. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Mm. Uh, Becky Lynch is not in their class, but I like that she's involved because then you can you can put Sasha Banks way over at Mania. Yes. And then you can set up you know a, a feud between her and Charlotte that'll last all through the summer. Yeah, because Becky's sort of been the of the three of these the whole time that they've been on the main roster. Becky's the only one that hasn't had she's been she's been the unflappable face the whole time. Right? She's been like a good... She's been good. Yeah. Whereas, like, Charlotte was like, eh, good until she had a cheat to win, and Becky was on literally a team called Team Bad. <laughs> uh, I think this is... I definitely think this is a Sasha go-over. Yes. I, I expect Becky to be, you know, uh, laying on her stomach outside the ring for the finish. Right. Not taking the pin. Yeah. I, I think that unflappable face sort of plays into this and that she's going to continue the chase because she never won it in NXT either. She was never the NXT Women's Champion. She could never beat Sasha. So I feel like you can carry that storyline over and you can have her chase Sasha for most of the year. Yeah. And always come up short and then it's like, who can beat Sasha? And it's like, well, Bailey. Right. The answer to that oh, is Bailey. Oh, there I'm, yes, I'm booking. Yeah. I'm booking WrestleMania 33 now <laughs> in Orlando. <laughs> uh, moving up. You, you're, yours is Sasha Banks with a Snoop Dogg assist. Uh, that's my fantasy booking. I think I think she's going to go over huge, and I expect her to take the time. You know, Charlotte's going to have like nine or ten women's championship runs in her career. Yes. So she can she can drop the title. And I have uh, this is I have the circle that's real tear the house down potential. Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's maybe my top three. It's in my top three matches to I'm looking forward to. Wow. 
Yeah. That's strong. Yeah. Oh, the whole weekend or just WrestleMania? Just Mania. Yeah. Because yeah. Friday, tomorrow, tonight, yes. fr- tomorrow on Friday, is the, it's the shit. Uh, speaking of things, like, you look at last year, we had Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha were all on a NXT show on the Friday, mm-hmm. and AJ Styles was nowhere to be found. Right. It was overseas. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho uh, on this card. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. They've had really good matches. And now that Jericho has embraced the heel, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's much better than him saying Rudy Tooty Booty. Right. Uh, he's done a good job of getting people to like Chan AJ Styles' name. <laughs> the Y2 Jackass. Oh, gosh, that's awful. Uh, what, what's the status on the Styles Clash? Is that is that? Out? I think like, they're not quite uh, cool with it. Could see one. I would think that you will see one here. But yeah. of, of the times he's used it, it's already been kicked out. Chris Jericho already kicked out of it on Raw once. Oh, that's correct. Or um, yeah. on the last pay-per-view. Pardon me. They, last time they talked. Fought. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Because, yeah, like, all, all, things, I, all things considered, like, obviously they're both excellent. Jericho's one of the best of all time. Styles is one of the best in the world right now. Uh, they need to be done with it and move away from each other. Yeah. We'll get our share of uh, you know springboard leaps and reversals. It'll be fun. I think there's. I think they're gonna have a. I can see them both. Like Jericho's famous for it, and Styles is very adaptable. I feel like the finish is gonna be really creative and cool. They're both very good at creating yep. like very creative, neat finishes, having to do with each other's styles. And I think they match up in terms of like size and experience and uh, style in the ring. I think this is a nice matchup, and it's sort of like. There's nothing really on the line. It's obviously, obviously, not every match can be for a title, but it's sort of a pride thing. They can sort of go anywhere on the card and like change the pace because there's a lot of stuff. Now that we're now that we're at the top four matches, every one of these is like sort of high octane. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that one coming after like something like the Battle Royal or yeah, uh, League of Nations Snooze Fest. Uh, in the top four, we have. Intercontinental Champion Kevin Owens defends in a ladder war against Sami Zayn, yes. Dolph Ziggler, yes. Zack Ryder. No, yes. Big spots. No, yes. It's <laughs> in Cara, The Miz, and Stardust. Uh, I only see two people that can possibly win this match. Which would be Zayn and It's got to be Zayn and yeah. Owens, right? It's, it's, it's Zayn and Owens in a ladder war with four other, five other guys so that it doesn't spoil Zayn Owens for us yet. Yeah. I could see Sammy could take the title and not and you could delay that. I don't that see program. Miz or Sinkara or Zack Ryder. No, Zack Ryder and Sinkara are just gonna take some flying bodies. They're their catchers, right? They're yeah. there, they're there to yeah. catch people falling. I Sinkara in a ladder match is like, oh, that's a separated shoulder for sure. <laughs> He's going to. <Yeah. laughs> that's a hurt man. It'll look great, but uh, I uh, I think this I you don't want to say show stealer every time because they all steal the show, but this is gonna be. This going to be a damn fine match, is my assumption. Because Kevin Owens in a ladder match is like, it's like bread and butter. Peanut butter and yeah. jam. Yeah, well, Owens uh, Balor at, um, at Brooklyn. Excellent. It was match of the year, maybe. Up there. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be Kevin Owens, I said it before, I'm doing so many of these that my opinion can't change over the course. <laughs> Owens has to, to me. Owens has to snake this out. He's got to like just deviously, cunningly pull this out. I don't. Yeah, to 
I'm not sure. Establish himself yeah. as a super heel, which he is. Unless you think, unless you think this is Zayn's big weekend, and he says goodbye to NXT on Friday, and then says I'm IC title champion Sunday, which is possible. I think I think Friday's his last NXT match. I would agree. I, yeah, I, I think it's going to come down to him and Owens, and then uh, you know you, you set him up to have a nice long program. Because that's that's the program for the next like six years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the program forever. Uh, speaking of long programs, full of pain and and pain and pain. Uh, we have Dean Ambrose, the Lunatic Fringe, against Brock Lesnar. No holds barred street fight. Little red wagon full of chainsaws and weapons and bats. They'll do it right. And, I have and, high faith yeah. in this. Um, surprised that someone like Mick Foley hasn't been officially designated a celebra- uh, celebrity guest. They're gonna official. people buzz like there's gonna be like legends everywhere this yep. weekend. Everywhere. I'm surprised by that too. That there hasn't been somebody like I don't know, we, we, Austin, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, like all these guys you know they're going to be around. You know a few of them have confirmed they're going to be involved in the event. There's a lot of like this and I think later on we'll get to there's potential for like some Tom Fuller. I don't know if this one, if this match in particular will have it, but I can see an extra stipulation or something coming. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think it, you know, uh, Ambrose's body type is perfect for Lesnar to throw around for yeah. half an hour to 40 minutes. There's going to be some blood. There'll be blood in that match. King of, I mean, Dean Ambrose is king of the death match. Former CZW Deathmatch Specialist. <laughs> well, <laughs> John Moxley. See? John Moxley. If you want to get yeah. there, yeah. I think this has got to be a Lesnar beats him to death and he can't answer a 10 count sort of thing. Right? He just yeah, gets like, like, a, like a pass out, can no longer compete. You're never, Austin, he never pinned me. You're stone cold. Tough as like, nails. Right. Yeah. The whole thing was, even in the Triple H build, was he was too. He was tougher than he was smart, right? More, more yeah. heart than brains. Uh, that's the only way I can see that ending. Too crazy to live. Then we have the two mains. We have World Heavyweight, WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H, against the Roman Reigns. They have to not let this be the actual main event. It's, it's, it's got to be second from, from the end. Now, you don't think you could put it last with Shane beating The Undertaker and then it being like, now that I'm in charge, uh, the Rock is is the is decides who wins, or the Rock is the referee now for oh, okay. your match. Uh, most of my thinking on going Taker Shane last is it's going to be a run in fest. Yes, and and the ultimate finish, which we'll get into later, uh, would that's how you would end the show. But I guess yeah, if if Shane somehow wins. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that seems like there, it's almost like a Raw episode. There'd be so much in-ring, mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes jockeying to do that. But uh, I don't know. I think I think it's Reigns, the the heel turn somehow. Just Dan, my I've got I've come around to like I've I've hit every point of the Reigns fatigue. I'm at the point where it's just like just do it, just give it, just give it to him. Yeah. If the goal yeah. is is that Reigns is the champion and he reigns supreme, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> then just do it like the Roman Empire. No pun intended. That's right. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Uh, dipping your toe close, and then the fans boo, so you don't do it. Like 
If you're afraid of him getting booed with the title over Triple H, well, it's gonna happen. Give so, him the title, repackage him, get the bulletproof vest off. I would go. I would change the music. I would change the vest. I would stop trying to make him say catchphrases. There's a lot you could do. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Because he knows how to get heat. He knows how to make people hate him. Like to sort of like scoff at everything and smirk all the time. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that leads us to one place and one place only, and that is Hell in a Cell for control of Monday Night Raw, very specifically. Shane McMahon, Shane O'Mac returns against the Dead Man. I have the highest hopes for this, and I I was so down on it to begin with. I was, I was like, okay, I guess Undertaker's in bad shape, or he's he's not healthy. Something so is wrong. Yeah, he's gonna throw Shane McMahon around, and you know we'll have a Vince run in. Uh, but now I I've got the highest hopes of this. This to me is the like Sting Triple H of, right. of thirty one, where you're gonna play in a nostalgia. I mean, just the the match itself, like like the Sting match. You have Shane O'Max back. Uh, the potential for Vince involvement. Vince has to be like you can't have a McMahon power struggle storyline at WrestleMania with Vince in the building and he doesn't show up. And this is also why I think that and this get will, will be the main event was, is because Stephanie's going to get involved somehow. You could even have like a Shane O'Mac and Vince are working together be revealed. Mm-hmm. Stephanie tries to come out and, and, and do something and Hunter's so beat up from his Reigns match that he can't get involved. Right, because um, he'll be assumingly devastated. Yeah, uh, but I mean, WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. There is no better way to finish this than with Vince McMahon or both McMahons taking stunners from Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, do we think we think we have the McMahon cahoots? And right before the right before the final blow, Undertaker's finally done. This is it. We got him down and out. Glass break. Glass breaks. The Biggest pop possibly ever. Uh, McMahon, Vince McMahon takes a stunner. Uh, it could be the kind of thing like, you know, there's what what does Stone Cold Steve Austin have to do with the match other than what does any of them have to do? With any preserve of it? the Undertaker's uh, legacy, so he gives them both stunners, or you know, Undertaker takes the match anyway. You got it. the problem. See, the problem with the build is so. It, Technically, it's the technicalities that, that screw this build up. Because if that is the case, then Stone Cold is coming back to keep the authority in power. Technically. Right? Uh, unless there's a Stephanie angle that comes into play. Mm. Like, a, like a microphone's come out mid-match, Undertaker's wounded in, in a heap, and it's, uh, you know, Vince's, well, okay, well, if Undertaker wins, Stephanie... <laughs> It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And my final question, I'm asking everybody this. Okay. If you could change one thing about the booking slash lead up to WrestleMania, go back as far as you want. Okay. To build to here, what would you have done differently? Uh, it's tough because I don't want to, you know, try and factor in injuries and say it's someone makes shouldn't it be injured. very difficult. Uh, if anything, I would have booked Bray Wyatt into something mm. legitimate. Like, he's going to be involved either in the in the uh, Battle Royal or the Lesnar finish. Uh, I think the, the Ambrose-Lesnar match will be fun, but I think he could have done Wyatt-Lesnar at Mania with a build that was, you know, just 
kind of like the Undertaker thing where he's terrorizing him. He should be doing something. Something. That's a. I don't think anybody can doubt that because he's one of those guys that whenever you hear legends talk, or anybody that's like really old or been around or been through a lot of eras, they're always like, "Man, he has so much talent. Bray Wyatt yeah. has so much talent, and he can do everything. And it's a fully formed character, but nothing he's done has been threatening or made any sense for months." I wouldn't rule out something big though. I like. I was really down on this card, and then I thought, you know, what made WrestleMania 31 so great was was the things that weren't immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there on the card, it was uh, you know the the Rollins cash in the the run ins in the Sting Triple H match like that stuff made it fun. I, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's not immediately jumping out at you that's going to make this a memorable one. I would I agree. I the last two weeks or so I looked back at how I felt going into last WrestleMania, and I have um, this like Toronto comedian slash the Toronto comedian <laughs> wrestling fan group. And I remember making a post about how, like, isn't it crazy how underwhelming this card is stacked up to be? Like, and had all these great points. Like, it's just old guys against old guys. And, like, it's not going to be good. And it ended up being one of the best shows that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the faith that something crazy is coming. No, you know, it doesn't even have to be crazy. I think it'll be very good. Like, the, and the more I do these interviews and the more I look at, like, the top four matches on the card, I'm very, very into and even if Shane Undertaker doesn't make a ton of sense, I know that it's those guys are going to do oh, something insane. Do it right. Yeah. And and most importantly, I think for this is I have no idea who's going to win or how. Shane Taker. Because mm-hmm. like there's still there's still some explaining to do, and I like I like that. It's better than at least we still don't know what Shane O'Mac has over uh, Vince McMahon. He has enough. That's right. He has enough to blackmail <laughs> him, but not too much that he doesn't need to do the match. Right. Well. Okay. Well, I will see you Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ten Fosters deep. I'm going to see you all day Sunday. We're going to yeah. be seeing each other by the yeah. end of it. But uh, that's it for this. Scott, thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. Well, we'll see you Sunday. I'm joined now, uh, all the way from Vancouver, by Justin Morissette. Justin, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Zoops. This is a, a genuine thrill. I'm I'm excited too, Justin. Host of your host, co-host of uh, Real Good Show. Yes, and uh, of course, uh, you were one of the shows that I was listening to that inspired me to start Real Good Show in the first place. So it is a pleasure to make an appearance wow. on Sportsfeld, even if it happens to be over the phone. It, well. So far apart, it's difficult. It would be difficult to do this any other way without like special circumstances. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure that uh, you know something will bring me through Toronto at some point. But, yeah, uh, and vice versa. That's way, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be presumptuous that you would invite me if that were to happen. So. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's part just of saying the... I could travel to Toronto at some point, hypothetically. Yeah, it's a tourist destination. Uh... <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of tourist destinations uh, and flawless segues. Um, the granddaddy of them all, 
that Dallas, Texas has been transformed into WrestleMania 32. And I wish I could be there. It it looks like an unbelievable way to spend a whole week of your life. Absolutely. Everything going on throughout the whole weekend, like, not even just for WrestleMania, but even, like, the NXT show would be insane, even though I would never in a million years be able to get a ticket to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I was lucky enough to experience um, with the NBA All-Star Game, and I'm sure you probably saw in Vancouver with the Olympics, when a huge event, like, takes over a city comes in it's like it's a different animal than just having a really good sports team for sure and it's like super weird to think of wrestlemania as an event like that but the way that it's like a wrestling convention for the entire industry i think it totally is this is it starts early 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 seven hours of programming if you count the post show which yes it has a post show so uh, it's gonna be, it's too much, really. If we're being honest, this seems like one of those things that, like, I there's no way I watch the pre-show. Like, I and I love wrestling. There, I just, there's no way. There's well, just no way. You're, you're gonna miss Ryback versus Kalisto. It's and, it's so funny that the, over the course and how quickly like wrestling news works. Like over the course of doing these interviews, news changed. Like the the um, under the giant battle memorial battle royal. The first interview it was on the pre-show, and the second time around it got flipped. With Kalisto versus Ryback, which I have no problem with that being moved to the pre-show. And as we speak now, it's on the main card itself. Is it? Well, uh, the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it changed again. Is there is there something on the pre-show now that the Battle Royals moved up and the Kalisto no, Ryback has moved just, down? It's three pre-show matches now, and Kalisto Ryback will kick it off. Usos, Dudley Boys, who could have seen that coming as WrestleMania 32? Pre-show match. I was, I was there at Raw in Seattle the night that that rivalry started, and I, I tell you that was one of the better like storyline moments of that Raw. It was of course the Daniel Bryan retirement thing, so wow. I can't say it was the, uh, the best moment of that Raw. But uh, I, I still, even as someone who was there and was excited to see the Dudleys turn on the Usos that first time, this match does absolutely nothing for me because we've been seeing a variation of it for basically like two months now, right? That seems to happen a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that seems to be it's what happens. On this card. Um, it, also, there's the team Total Divas getting those checks against team women that know each other. Which I would think that Total Divas would get the win for the TV show. I'm hoping and that then I'm also yeah, like Eva Marie to turn heel on them. So I want her to be the difference maker. <laughs> Or Lana's time to shine at WrestleMania. Uh, notorious friends, Lana and Summer Rae. Of course. <laughs> they are. Long time, uh, long time history of, of being in the same place at the same time. And having the same hair color. <laughs> yeah. And they switched outfits, so that was... I mean, that's how else do you get close to somebody. Yeah. You walk a, a mile in their clothes, quite literally. <laughs> Kalisto uh, Ryback, any anything other than like everyone that has mentioned that match has been like, well, Kalisto's going to get hurt by Ryback, like literally. Uh, it's possible. I hope that doesn't happen because Kalisto has been pretty entertaining. But I will say, I really have liked Ryback's heel turn. It's made him interesting, and his like borderline squash matches have been like 
actually thrilling to watch, even though, you know, I'm watching this company build up Ryback again with squash matches. There is something that's kind of fun to watching him just manhandle dudes, though, you've got to admit. It's what he was built to do. Like, it's what he was built to do, for sure. And, and yeah, absolutely. Not everybody can just, like, not everybody can be catchphrase guy as much as you want him to be it. Or he wants to be it himself, I guess. It's probably the, the secret to it. Wink, wink. I think that's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the Intercontinental, though it's difficult to tell which one the company prefers on the totem pole at this point. But uh, did not like Ryback as a face holding the IC belt. Ryback as a U.S. champ heel against, you know, little guys like Kalisto for the next however many months. I think there's a good deal of value in a program like that. Yeah, I think so too. Because you would root it's for the smaller like, guy. Get too excited about it, though. Yeah, well, that's it's pre-show excitement. Exactly. Um, do you read anything into and this? Is like this is the super like internet thread sort of mindset that we're in. Do you read anything into uh, the battle royal gets moved up to the main card, so somebody's returning and surprising us? Uh, I mean, I have heard the rumors. Yes. I don't- know if you want me to say them on the show somebody, yeah somebody else I'll, I'll give you this much information somebody has already said that exact same sentence yeah at this okay. exact point okay yeah well superman returns right yeah well that, that's <laughs> see this is the thing is is uh the other person said somebody else was coming back oh really yeah so but everyone seems to agree that this is prime because the build has been the social outcasts uh and like the big show and kane so there's no way that that's the direction the match actually goes. I really wouldn't mind seeing Mark Henry win it, honestly. I that's, think it would be a very nice kind of yeah. like send-off for him in his final WrestleMania in front of basically a hometown audience, or at least in his home state. Uh, I really wouldn't mind him seeing... Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing him win that in the same way that Big Show won it last year. It was kind of like a, a legacy thing, which... <laughs> Really, to me, having a name like that on the winner's list does more to establish, like, the prestige of it in the future rather than, like, build up Big Show in the now. Because I know a lot of people were like, Ms. Dow should have won that. You're going to have this thing, like, something that carries on for 20 years. Ms. Dow's name probably shouldn't be on there, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, or or Heath Slater or any of the... Well, yeah, you could, absolutely. I guess you could make a similar argument for Kane, then, right? Yeah, I suppose. But I just feel like he's probably going to stick around longer, whereas I feel like we've had it confirmed that Mark Henry is retiring quite soon. That's true. That's true. Kane can't... I wonder how, <laughs> how, how, how much... How many WrestleManias Kane has in him, but probably at least two I, more. I don't know, but part of it is that I just really don't want to see him win it. Of course. Yeah. Nobody, wants, nobody wants Kane to win. Kane. <laughs> nobody wants Even Kane though, to win. Even though like, he's a great worker, you know, it would be great oh, yeah. for him as a person. It just like fits Mark Henry as a character also. Kane's, we'll, we'll look back at Kane and just from like being around, he's accrued statistics that put him in a crazy level. I, I, I'm trying to think of like a hockey equivalent of just somebody that, like he was never great. But he just ended up playing for so long that he ended up with so many goals or home runs or whatever. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, I guess he gets in. Uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now either. I'm but sure like, it's there. You know, I've seen him work like house show matches. He's an entertaining guy. Yeah, and he's been at, he's been at it, you know, since he been knows at it. His, 
he knows his limitations and is able to work around them. Yeah, I mean, 48, and he's been in the game. Yeah, exactly. uh, he's been in the game since uh, 1992. So, damn. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, moving upwards, moving upwards. Uh, the New Day, four on three match. The New Day against the Lads, the League of Nations, or European yeah. European Social Outcasts. However, you want to. <laughs> is is i feel like there's a lot of potential for that you know stable to be something cool they just have been booked like complete jokes for months on end like they're all really uh, good wrestlers it was crazy yeah yeah and we talked earlier about having seen the dudleys and the usos on tv for several months at this point but like haven't we seen the New Day beat down the League of Nations for, for months on end now also? I can't believe Ryback, uh, not Ryback, Rusev isn't, uh, isn't like a dominant main top end heel. I just can't, like, it's hard to believe that they've managed to, it's just such a sure thing. Like, how does it not, how does it not work that easily? Badly yeah. Over the last year, like, how far he has fallen since last WrestleMania, it's insane. Well, I think that the way that that love triangle adjacent uh storyline ended up the way that ended the love square yeah the love square the love square that ended up with a real life engagement i don't think that did them any favors i don't think that did anyone any favors <laughs> least of all Wolf Ziggler. but we'll talk more about that later on We're, we sure. we inch ever closer um uh i guess the next place to go we have the, we have the divas championship or the Soon to be reclaimed. You can't hide from this news if you're a wrestling fan. It's going to be the women's championship either Sunday or Monday. Oh, you're just spoiling everything left and right. I, listen, but, yeah. you know, it's, if you're listening, if I operate under the like, I heard it. I've heard that I couldn't get out of bed today without hearing that. So, yeah, true. Fair enough. Is there some, WrestleMania also weekend? One thing that, like nobody really needs that spoiled, right? It's not going to be like, oh man, I don't see that. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> just good to know. It's nice. Um, we have Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, three women that were in NXT a year ago, are now your marquee showcase women's match. Uh, your thoughts on everything to do with this, I guess. Uh, well, um, I think you and I talked a few months ago about how um, I was feeling like, you know, kind of excited as far as the way things were going towards WrestleMania and you were like, oh man, after the Rumble, now is crunch time. Now is when everything like gets locked in place that you're not expecting. And I guess like Lesnar and Ambrose is kind of one of those, but there's other stories like this one that I feel like peaked several months ago at mm-hmm. this point. Like this story was never as enticing as when it was just Becky and Charlotte back in December. Yeah, and and I think Sasha's going to win. Like yeah, I I agree, and I think she should. And it's 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 sort of like uh, Becky's done all the work here is what I is how I look at it. Like she's been the unflappable, she's been the good like face the whole time. Like like let's win the right way, and let's be trustworthy, and let's be good. And like she's she never won in NXT either. But like to me, she isn't the fan favorite because just the way it works now, the fan favorite is Sasha Banks. But you would think I, that I, she would be. I, I kind of disagree, though. I think that she is the most popular with general audiences. That people just love Becky Lynch. I wouldn't She's be surprised if she got it. Popular. 
especially like the way that Ric Flair healed up on her mm-hmm. back in December and January. She got so much sympathy out of that. And, uh, you know, obviously Sasha is very popular with, you know, the smart crowd. She's an amazing wrestler. But as far as, you know, who I would want to see win it the most, and probably at this moment in terms of main roster success is the most popular, I do think Becky is more deserving overall. I agree with that. And I, I would like to see her win it, but maybe there's more value in her, uh, in it being a Sasha beats Charlotte situation. Yeah, I've just heard that they, if they plan to do that, they're going to spin it off into a Sasha-Charlotte feud. And like to take Becky out of the main event scene when she's done most of the work, I don't think is you know the wisest of moves right now. But maybe they can shore up a second compelling feud in the women's division. I would be very impressed if they did. They have the staff for it, but uh, I don't really trust them to do it, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ma- but this is, this is major tear-the-house-down potential of this match. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh yeah, it's probably going to be the match of the night on this card. There's a few candidates, but I would put it pretty high on the list. Well, we're we're nearing that part of the show where the only matches we have left to talk about. There's there's five left, and Chris Jericho AJ Styles dream match. Chris Jericho AJ Styles, (laughs) and it's been good the first three times already. There's no reason it won't be very good. These guys, they'll think of something very good. I I trust their ability to build a, a, a spectacle match together. And, you know, as much as some dummy like me who has all kinds of free time on his hands and watches every Raw and every SmackDown is like, I've seen this match so many times before. Like, most people who tune into WrestleMania don't watch those shows. That's know? true, yeah. And it's going to be a fresh match for them, and I think it's going to be a pairing that, as we've seen over the last two months, uh, really highlights the dynamic performer that AJ Styles is and he's probably going to win a ton of fans on Sunday so uh, I'm excited to see it again for sure. I hope that they this is it between them though. Yeah oh, it has to be the blow off. There's too much they have too much in common for them to keep going like they're, they're really similar I find yep. like they're just in it like every way sort of in the, in the style and the size and the age and like I feel like it's good that AJ proves himself. He needs to have a next thing. Yeah, and as, as much as he has been great, and that's a big reason why he's been as popular as he's been, like, Jericho deserves a ton of credit for putting him over so strong. For sure. So strong. Generating tons of chance for him. Yeah, for sure. All right, we get into crunch time here. <laughs> it's it's Kevin Owens' ladder war. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, big dark horse there, Miz, and Stardust. <laughs> it's got to be well, one Zach of Ryder. Stardust or Zach Sin Cara. Yeah. They've, they've built him up so strong. <laughs> they, they, they ended a confrontation between these guys with Ryder hitting the Rough Rider on Kevin Owens and standing tall as the last man standing. Can we just appreciate that for a second? <laughs> That's This is another, like... Good for Zack Ryder, I guess. You were talking about yeah. the depletion of the roster. Like, what would it look like with Neville there, right? Oh, a lot better. It would make sense that it was a ladder match if Neville was still in it. Right yeah. now, it's kind of like, I guess Sin Cara will do something, but this just feels like it exists for no real reason. Well, it, it, exists, it exists to me to get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a match together at WrestleMania, but not the match together at WrestleMania yet. True, true. 
because even the, though the, you don't want to hot shot it. I want to say that's been the most compelling feud of the bunch coming out of this match, but they also haven't really told that story. It's right. It's a it's a it's a built much. in compelling. You would you would yeah. love to see it immediately, and I would too. But if they if they got their hands on it and did it properly over four months leading in, it it you know you get the proper what it deserves. I think. Yeah, but at the same time, if he had just you know come up a little sooner after the rumble when they'd already had that confrontation, that's a good point. They could have used all of this time to do an amazing build to that match. Well, he gets Nakamura, which is. I guess he can't complain. You'll have to take. You'll have. We'll have to take it. As a <laughs> he'll probably lose, though, right? He well, that's got to that be his last match. Right. Yeah, I think that's his last match in NXT. And is it going to be one of those when you lose, then you later on you win? Do you think Zayn wins this match? Uh, see, that's it's it's it, only two guys make sense, right? It's either Zayn or Owens. Like, there's yeah, nobody else walking there- out with the belt makes any sense. Narratively, absolutely zero sense for anyone but those two guys to win it. And it's going to be a huge spot fest. I'm sure it'll be a very entertaining match. I hope Owens retains, though. That seems, I think a dastardly retain, like, Sammy has the chance to do it and can't put yeah. his hatred for Owens aside. Something like that yeah. is what I... That's you, my heart. You can't... You need Sammy to win his title in a one-on-one match. It yes. can't be like this. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with that as well. He, he's too... It's too Sami Zayn to, like, keep getting knocked down and get kicked, pulled off the ladder at the last second and screwed off yeah. before he's ultimate. They're going to make people... They're going to make people really like him and warm up to him the way they have to AJ Styles, and they're not going to do that by handing him a belt right out of the gate, I don't think. So we so, get... Owens retains. Owens retains, and... All the guys like us are happy. <laughs> um, we move into the big three. Uh, Dean Ambrose, the lunatic fringe against Brock Lesnar. No holds barred. I'm, I'm kind of most excited for this match in, from a pure wrestling standpoint. I, I think it'll be either this or the uh, Divas match that winds up being the best match on this card, honestly. I want to say uh, this. Dean Ambrose has the advantage because he already wears jeans to the ring. And that's <laughs> Street Fight 101. <laughs> For sure. Uh, you know, I-, I wish that they hadn't gone all the way by giving him, like, just stupid weapons like a chainsaw. As cool as it was to see Terry Funk. Um, Chekhov's gone here. Like, they have yeah, to hit that off. You gotta use it somehow. And He's gonna cut something. you use it in something? totally dumb he's gonna cut he'll cut he'll cut the announce table in half or something yeah and then it's gotta get like stuck in something because it needs to be taken out of the equation right i don't know they'll find a way to do it i'm sure it'll be interesting but i guess the best part of that transaction is that it is the company basically consciously you know putting the number one face rub on ambrose yeah with the, these legends like how can you not see him as the guy the way they've built him up over the last five weeks, even into Roadblock? Like, to me, it's funny that like the, the purest character moment on the entire Road to WrestleMania was not even for like a Mania match. Oh, it was yeah. heading into Roadblock when uh, you know Ambrose kind of sprung up off the mat and punched Triple H in the face with like a, a desperation, like "How are you still alive?" kind of punch. It was like. 
Dean Ambrose's character purely distilled. And it was wonderful. And it wasn't for this match at all. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of Blake off the top. I <laughs> He was such... He's... His interview that I, we talked about, he came up with. He has a, a theory that somebody on the internet had about um, the political hit that Triple H has on Roman Reigns, which is every time he interacts with Dean Ambrose, he makes him look incredible. And every time he interacts with Roman Reigns, he undermines his popularity at every turn. And it was, this is a great, this really well founded theory. And once it's one of those things that, like, like any good conspiracy theory, uh, once you hear it, like everything you hear makes it like prove itself. Kind of clicks into place. So it it is, it is very interesting because like you have that moment and you have him after being pedigreed a bunch of times like panting the word thanks into the microphone, and you have him um, you know driving his own ambulance out of the hospital and getting his head stepped on and like. And that, yeah, the head step is probably the big one with Brock. And Roman Reigns like, is out three weeks with a broken nose. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who, I, I've been saying the only way this match, I can see this match ending is, is Dean just gets knocked out and, like, can't get up. I think Dean has to win. Wow. I really think from a narrative perspective, if you want to do something interesting coming out of WrestleMania... You know, it's been basically three years, and Brock hasn't lost. He lost once to Taker, but it doesn't really count because he already won that match before it ended, right? Like, yes, that's right. It, it, he hasn't lost in three years, and they keep saving that win. They want to give it to Roman Reigns. I think they know that Roman Reigns isn't the guy to get that win. And if you're going to, you know, have these legends come in and say that Ambrose is the guy, make him the guy. Have him beat uh, Brock Lesnar. Wow, that's that's a huge prediction. That's pretty huge. Now I think they're going to get there from like pure fuckery. Of course, you know, that's why there's and people keep saying that the Wyatts are going to interfere in this match. Which oh god, please don't let that happen. Like <laughs> yeah, let these two have a decisive finish between the two of them. Maybe he chainsaws it in half. You know. <laughs> Chainsaw's Braun Strowman in half? Any of them. Just, or just Brock's shoulders, and then he puts the shoulders. I'm thinking, you know, how would the New Age Outlaws solve this, you know? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's going to be, you know, to me it's one of the most interesting matches easily. I can't wait for that match. It's. I, I look at it, and um, it, it seems like this is going to make Dean Ambrose. Like This is going to be the definitive Dean Ambrose moment. Sort of I'm thing. shocked that we're even getting this match. Like, it's so perfect that you wouldn't think that they would actually do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> okay, we move up. We move past that bright, shimmering point of positivity from you to Triple H against Roman Reigns for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Roman Reigns. Uh, well, you know... <laughs> We're still here. We're still doing this. Just do it. Um, I, I say just do it and let what happens happen. Yeah, but, you know, I really think this is going to close the show. Uh, given that, you know, two weeks ago on Raw, it seemed like they were hyping up the Taker-Shane match as the main event. And then they completely walked that back on SmackDown. Just, you know. Eh. 
and maybe this is a show that has three main events so i don't know if they're building it that way but uh i really think this is going to close the show and if this is the match that closes the show then you have to just finally lean in and turn roman heel it's been long enough but like how that's what i need to know about roman turning heel how exactly Uh, well we don't know what the rock is doing at this show right yes do you think they love what they did essentially at uh, the Royal Rumble and have Rock kind of help him out? Because, you know, Triple H is probably going to get some guys to interfere on his behalf, especially if they turn this into a no DQ match, which I've heard they might. Mm. Um, if, if you bring out the Rock and, and you get the same reaction that you did at the Rumble a year ago, have Rock try to put him over and the people still reject it, then at that point, if you're Roman Reigns, I think if you spear the Rock, there's a way to justify that from a character standpoint. Yeah, I don't. Need, I don't need anybody's help. You don't need to be here, sort of thing. Exactly. Like that is basically the the point of no return. If we're going to look at the people rejecting Roman Reigns, right? Is that Royal Rumble moment? I don't know if they're going to completely recreate it. I don't know if that's even the best play, but I do think that he needs to turn heel because there is a crop of faces that he could go up against as the heel champion. And Seth I think he'd be really good at it. Face. Ambrose is going to be a massive face, especially if he beats Brock and goes into that program with a win like that. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's probably the match they're going to go to right away anyways, is Reigns versus Ambrose. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure it'll be a great match. Hunter is amazing. I, I feel stupid even calling him Hunter, but, uh, you know, his, <laughs> his matches the last several years have been spectacular. Yeah, I don't he, think he, this one's going to be different, but I do think that Reigns is going to win and he's going to get booed hard. I sort of hope, I, I'm of the opinion of like, if you're going to if you're going to have him all this time just like get so close to doing it and then not do it, you should just do it and let the boos come and roll with it and let that, let that be part of who he is and how he grows. That's sort of like, if that's what has to happen, then that's what will happen. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do feel like if they tried to do an Ambrose-Reigns rivalry, that Reigns would be the heel anyways. So Yes, exactly. You may I as agree. well just turn him. Yeah. And turning on Ambrose way, is pretty... The only way that people have cheered for him in, at all, really, to begin with, is like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Dean Ambrose's cool friend. <laughs> I like my beer cold. <laughs> <laughs> Cheer for him by the transitive property of Ambrose being over, you know? So. Yeah. He's never going to be cheered if he punches Dean Ambrose in the face. Well, if we here's the thing, if that if that match does close the show, then we will already know who is in charge. <laughs> I can't even do it. I've tried so hard to take this main event seriously and I really can't. Uh, of Monday Night Raw, who's in charge of Monday Night Raw? It's Shane McMahon against the Undertaker. If Shane wins, he's in charge of Raw. If, if Undertaker loses, he never wrestles at WrestleMania again. I'm to believe. Yeah, it's not a retirement stipulation. No, last WrestleMania. Also, if Shane wins and he's in control, can't he just say, hey, that no longer applies and you can wrestle at WrestleMania all you like? Yes, because, yeah, exactly, exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, this is this is going to be a schmoz fest, I think. Oh, for sure. It's definitely going to be what Triple H thing was last year. And there's nothing wrong with that. That no. match was hugely entertaining. Yeah, you can't have Vince McMahon's legacy on the line and have him not come get his nose dirty yeah 
Uh, and who knows, like, what kind of alumni interfere in this match. If John Cena interferes in this match, any number of things could happen, right? Technically, with the stipulation being what it is, that Shane could take the job. Like, shouldn't every single person on the roster be interested in the outcome of that match? Like, Dolph Ziggler should get involved in that match. He won't, but he should, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is something that was missed... Uh, I, I've said it the day it happened. It, something that I think went wrong with Shane's return was that nobody else seemed to react to it unless they were directly involved in the story. Yes. That would have never happened. Like, I hate to be like, it would never happen in the old days, but like, you would never have a, a, a story where the whole control of the company was up for grabs and it never oh, yeah. got touched on the rest of the show by anybody else. They'd be doing backstage vignettes with like the entire cast having like a locker room meeting. Right. They would milk that for everything it was worth. Doesn't and, it affect right? Like you just said, like doesn't it affect every single person in the back? Like shouldn't shouldn't it be battle lines drawn here? But there have been like major storytelling flaws with what they've done to, to build up to this match. Shouldn't there be like, people that are like, I don't know how to feel about the Undertaker after this? Shouldn't shouldn't there be some I don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't Undertaker have some sort of motivation to participate in the match? Well, it's his house in his yard. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I can I can give you a motivation for the Undertaker to participate in this match right now if you want. Please. Well, Shane's his daddy's bitch. Is that what's what it is? Well, you <laughs> <laughs> your daddy's me, bitch. <laughs> to me, like the story that they have been telling, and this is just reading way too heavy into the sloppy storytelling. You have to do it sometimes. But, uh, like, this is, you know, a very meta storyline. It's about, you know, the prodigal son returns and claims his birthright, but it's really about, you know, Shane wanting control of Monday Night Raw. And what does that really mean? Control of basically, you know, the book of Monday Night Raw. Yes. Because if you're in control of the show, you're writing the show, you're picking the results, you're, you're building your guys up, you are basically, you know, the author of the book. So that is really the only justification for Undertaker's motivation in this match. You know, Shane challenged the current writer of Raw for control, and the author summoned his most powerful character. And he literally has referred to him as his, you know, greatest creation. Yes, yes. You know, if it's a creation, like you're basically saying, this is, I am responsible for this as a writer. Everything good that you feel about The Undertaker is because of me. Uh, and I think they're going to head to a place where his creation kind of turns on him in the end, probably. That seems like the only plausible way that Shane can actually win this match. And if and when that happens, I think there is, like, kind of a, a beautiful story there about, like, eventually the product turning on Vince just like his kid and the audience did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they haven't really told that story because to tell that story, you have to say, we're a fake TV show. But right. uh, I kind of like it. And, and of, all the, of all the places for Undertaker to realize he has to sacrifice uh, WrestleMania, oh, which, WrestleMania. Has, which has been his for so long. Absolutely. Because, you know, all of the... All of the uh, stipulations attached to this match are all attached to if Shane wins and Undertaker loses. Mm -hmm. Basically, 
if Shane loses, status quo remains and nothing happens. Shane has to win this match. Right. That's sort of like that's always that's always the difficult part for me. If you if you take away the context has always been so shaky for me. So it's like, am I supposed to cheer for the Undertaker to not want to be at WrestleMania anymore, or do I cheer for <laughs> the Authority staying in in, in power? There's a lot of they've places really, this could go yeah, differently. They've, they've really given you uh, not a lot, but you know what? The only reason that Shane is in this match is because John Cena is injured. Like, for sure, this was going to be John Cena fighting to oust the Authority. I would imagine. Yes. Like, I don't think that's a wrinkle that got thrown in at the last minute. It's funny, you have um, to wonder, You have to wonder. like, with something like this, it's like, how many people, because there was, there was so many different big injuries, you're like, how many stories have been rewritten where, like, now the guy in the match is the fourth option, because they kept yeah. going down. If Daniel Bryan wasn't, you know, retired and... Right, like, uh, it's crazy. ...off living his life, then he would probably be the guy in this match. When they ousted the authority the last time at Survivor Series a few years ago, it would have been Roman Reigns and Cena's absence, but he was injured, so it was Dolph Ziggler instead. I don't yeah. think you can put Dolph Ziggler in this match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania and have that be a big draw, but Shane McMahon is probably the biggest babyface you can turn to at this point. I guess and so. And he looks great. He's in insanely good shape. I thought this past Monday he looked spectacular. He's pulling it, he's pulling it off punch, but better than I ever would. His punches are still uh, a bit much, but uh, physically he looks probably uh, the best he ever has. He so. landed the elbow, which is all anybody really asked of him. Yeah, not to, not to be, uh, you know, J- Jesse Ventura and be like, look at this body, McMahon. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, that's it for the card. Yeah. That leads me to the question that I've asked everybody so far, and I am sure you'll have a good answer for. If you could change okay. anything about the lead-up, the booking, uh, if you could change any of the storytelling, anything about the lead-up, made anything happen, uh, what would you have done? Uh, and this is accounting for all of the injuries. This is accounting for injury, yeah. Yeah, because the biggest thing that this WrestleMania is missing is Seth Rollins, number one. And if I can't change that, then I guess I would switch the uh, like the matches as far as the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. Because it seems like a match with Kalisto should be the big ladder spot fest. Mm. And the IC match could have been Zayn Owens one-on-one, and you could have built that up like starting right after the Rumble. It would have been spectacular. So uh, that's what I would change. That's Make the IC pick. match a one-on-one match, because like we said, so many of those guys have no business being there. You think you could just shovel Sin Cara and Zack Ryder and The Miz and Stardust into a different match? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. You did to, to throw out so much television. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Sin Cara would have to go head-to-head with Kalisto. Think of the narrative possibilities that you could do with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a good choice. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, but it's hard, hard not to think of it because yeah. it really is uh, Owens versus Zayn with a bunch of people in the way, like NPCs in the way. Yeah, like, you know, I think there's a case to be made that Miz and Dolph Ziggler could be in this match, given what's gone on with the booking over the last three months. But uh, the other three were literally just thrown in there like a week and a half ago. <laughs> well, there we go. That wasn't so hard. No, I think it's going to be a good show. I'm, I'm optimistic. It's been really bad. 
Go Home Raw was unbelievably terrible for a go home show for the biggest WrestleMania ever. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of surprises for us and it'll be a real fun show at the end of the day. I feel the same way. I wasn't too optimistic about WrestleMania last year and it wound up being spectacular. So, you know, I'm expecting to like it. Yeah, I, I have do. exactly the same uh, expectation for exactly the same reason. I was like, well, it's probably going to be pretty good. Like, it just is. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. And, like, as much as I lamented the storytelling over the last month and a half, they got all of the moments that they needed for, like, the uh, the video montage packages to play before these matches. That's right. Several months ago. So, you know, the TV's been mostly useless. <laughs> and they have to... Here's the here's the good... Within the, within, within the like, kayfabe storyline, they have to make the show bad for you to want the authority to lose. Yeah, absolutely. If the show was good, then you would you would not be cheering Shane McMahon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's that meta the storytelling all over again. If you go to next level, uh, Justin, that is it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, man. This was amazing. We'll have to do it again soon. Joined now, finally, by Danielle Matheson. Danielle, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, the busiest weekend of your year, I'm going to say. It is. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a whole week thing. It is. And I'm not there, so Yes. it's not as fun. An experience I know all too well. Yeah. Every, like, <laughs> every Stanley Cup raising, I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm like, ah, I'm nowhere near it, though. Yeah, because oh. people are like hanging out and having WrestleMania parties, and I'm like holed up with my laptop by myself trying to like capture video and write words about whatever dumb thing has just happened. Now, without saying too much, mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin anything, but as somebody who is professionally covering this, mm-hmm. um, how do I word this properly? How many of the things that you're going to have to write about? That I the people would be like, wow, this happened. I have to go. Do you already know about? You know what I mean? Um, like a bunch. Yeah. So, like sometimes I'll get spoiled about like different pay per view things and things that are happening. Um, but there are some things coming that a lot of people will be excited for. Yes, of um, course. By, by the way. Yeah. Uh, people like, they're mean, so down on it. I'm like, it's WrestleMania. They're going to do something crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not going to be a bad show necessarily. Like, a lot of the stuff that's in the pre show is just throwaway matches. But I mean, the ladder match is going to be great. The women's match is going to be great. People love Brock Lesnar, so they'll be fine with it. There'll be violence there. Yeah. And like, The Rock's going to talk to a bunch of surprised people. <laughs> so there we that'll go. be fun for people who enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> well worded. My I like that. Diplomatic way of saying I very mo- very enjoy much. the rock. <laughs> very, well, the problematic rock at this point. Or just any of it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't there, find him charming. They've always, WWE's always been like, we need, if, if somebody who's actually famous in the world outside of this shows interest in us, then huge. 
to have one already come from there, it's like he gets a pass forever, I guess, and can just say and do whatever, even though it makes no sense. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we'll go, we'll break through this piece by piece because. I sound like such a jerk already. I'm sorry. That's perfect. It's, it's perfect <laughs> curtail to the marks that have been on Salty earlier. Salty wrestling journalist. <laughs> it's good. We'll, we'll you get all the marks first, all the dude marks, and then we'll have the reality here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, people who are listening to this, like, I mean, I'm sure they were just holding their breaths for when we get to, you know, talking about intersectional feminism. <laughs> well, speaking of feminism. <laughs> Uh, the first match to talk about is Team Total Divas against uh, Bad and Blonde. You smartened me up to how they're being called. I've, I've been calling them Super Friends. Yeah. Because Lana I, and I like Summer Rae. I women Ray. who are friends. Women who are friends. That well, is also good. Which, it's not in line with what WWE teaches us, that women can never be friends. And they aren't really friends, I guess. No, Emma's, they're Emma's never actually up. friends, and everyone is out for themselves. Against yeah. the reluctant yeah. team of Total Divas. Eva Marie, the, the difference maker, mm-hmm. came and sorted it all out on yeah. Raw because Total Divas was struggling. Coming in like a house of fire. My favorite. She's a, she's a she's a fully formed character across three television shows. She is. I love her. She's she's kind of great. I'm obsessed with her husband. Oh yeah, he's always Jonathan. on the Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram, and it was like the best decision I've ever made because he's stupid. Yeah, that's a shocker. Like, it's just, it's, all of it is so <laughs> stupid. But then they got two dogs, so it was like the enjoyment of how are you a real person combined with tiny, tiny French bulldogs. <laughs> I'm happy that she's getting the, her and Emma, I'm happy that they're both getting the WrestleMania adjacent slot. Yeah, and I mean, they're not, like, it's not going to be anything great. No, we're not going to remember it, I doubt. No. And I, like, I mean, I hope that, like, Emma and Summer Rae are going to be high points because we know they're talented wrestlers. Yeah. And we know Brie is not. And we've seen what we, we've seen what we're going to see out of Tamina as well, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a mixed bag, but I think if they do the tags right, then you can actually get some good stuff out of it. Hopefully this is a rock bottom for Paige and, like... She can do something after this that is something. Yeah, hopefully. She but sort I mean, of caught between these two worlds. Really, well, yeah, and they're really bad at writing concurrent storylines for women. Mm-hmm. So they'll focus on this and then everything else is... Like, everyone else just kind of falls by the wayside and they're just kind of being bitchy in the background. and It's not ideal. But... Just sort of, she's sort of caught between, like, she's on Total Divas, technically. Mm-hmm. And, but she's also should technically be a part of this Charlotte, Becky, Sasha wave. Like, sort of, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I mean, she, it's... She has more in common with them than she does a lot of the people in this match, I feel. Other than Total To Demis. an extent. Like, yeah. I mean, Summer Rae can be included in that. Emma can be included That's in that. That's true. Like, it's just, it all depends on where you kind of view that split. Talk about a raw deal. Summer, Summer Rae. Crazy. I she can love, really go. It's ridiculous. She can. She is a great wrestler. I mean, she's been a good wrestler for a long time. She's got so much personality. She's a great actress, and I love her. Like, just as a person, she's just she's delightful. I hope she's that, so uh, delightful, and she's so bitchy on Total Divas. I hope that's part of the future, is that she's... Is that Summer Rae gets to be a thing? Yeah. I want her to be a thing so bad. Uh... The rest of this, here's some here's some things that aren't really things. We got Usos against the Dudleys. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has had anything to say about that. Kalisto against Ryback. Mm. Rybad. He's got the black trunks. He's angry all the time. 
Yep. Constantly upset about the amount of meals. Well, uh, maybe he needs to secret it into the universe more. He's going to win the U.S. title, is what I'm going to guess here. Because, like, it's just what happens. When you practice the secret? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He probably visualized himself winning the U.S. title yeah, all he, week. Yeah, he, he put it into the universe, and he, you know, lit some incense for Oprah, and it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't really care. I like Most the people title. Are, will miss this. Yeah. I like the title on Kalisto. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to like Kalisto, because, like... He fills a void in the main roster. Yeah, and he's one of those guys who, like, they were they're pretty good on the indies, and then they went to NXT and they just got it mm-hmm. because there's a there's a huge like transition that you have to go through from being a really good wrestler on the independent circuit to learning how to wrestle a WWE style and learning how to wrestle on TV and hitting your marks and knowing where the cameras are and where the focus is and, you know, just where to be at all times. And a lot of people can't pick that up. So you see people who are great on the indies go to NXT and they can't master that. So then they end up, you know, being shuttled back, but they still end up taking that knowledge and being significantly better independent wrestlers. Yeah. But Kalisto caught on right away, and he's great, so... Um, uh, I, I want some. I want that to be something. I would like to see him Also, in, Ryback is my mom's it. favorite wrestler. Really? She, yeah. She saw him... Actually, I think it was, like, <laughs> wow. around the time of WrestleMania last year. Uh, and she saw him and thought he was going to die in the ring. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, yeah, that guy's head's going to explode. Is he okay? <laughs> Why can't he keep his tongue in his mouth? Is he dying? That guy's heart is going to explode. And now he's her favorite. Wow. Aside from EC3. Did she hear about the but. secret? Is that what happened? Was it like you told him, told her that he's heavily focused on this book? No, my mom doesn't really like, believe in that. Mm. Well, then I don't know how that... Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, she just thinks he's <laughs> stupid and loves him, which is also how I love things. So. Yeah, so I can understand that. Yeah, so uh, him and him and EC three build a career out of that so far. She loves EC three, but I think that's a that's a weird Osmosis. mom flirtation. Thing. <laughs> She's made me flirt with him on her behalf before, and it is weird, and I do not enjoy it. Wow, just saying. Yeah, that's good information. Exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move up with three on four match: the new day against the lads. <laughs> so strange. Yeah, European uh, social outcasts. Is what I heard. Yeah, it's so strange. Bad. This is just hold. They're just <laughs> treading water for. Uh, on Monday, a, a tag team will get called up, right? Like. I hope so. Somebody, something else will happen. Like this is just to end this whole thing. I think. Yeah, because I mean, like the way that it's being described to me is that this WrestleMania is the reset button. Like last year was, you know, the the play button WrestleMania, but. This is the reset button where they really kind of like wrap everything up and then take the new direction that they want to take going forward with a lot of people. And I'm hoping that that's what it is. And a lot of these are just like like blow-offs on the grandest stage of them all for some reason. But Yeah. Well, I mean, if this is the end of the nation, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, because I think those guys are great when they're allowed to have personality. Rusev's so good. I can't I imagine... Love Rusev. I can't I imagine... I so much. Like, how is he not the number one or two bad guy on the whole show? Like, he's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of backstage Reasons, yeah. rumors that are 
that are the reasons for that. But Reset is great, and he loves Bloodsport, and he's super cool. So, and the kicks. Yeah. A guy that size that can kick like that makes me very happy to watch. <laughs> uh, I think uh, that's another thing where it's just like that match is just going to kind of happen. And it'll be fine. Yeah, but I'm hoping that like... Everybody, and it's good is the funny it, thing about the yeah, nations. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that like it's... They had a reason like to be there. It's like one of those pay-per-views where you look at the card and you're like, yeah, but everyone knows that it's kind of ass, so they just like give it their all and it ends up being something. Because there are so after all. bad wrestlers in that match. Right, Those everybody in it's very good. Wrestlers. That's right. And like I want I want to see Rusev and Biggie just bodying the shit out of each other. Absolutely. So I mean there's there's potential. It's just we're conditioned to not enjoy them. Well, yeah. The the, so. the four really good wrestlers that make up the nations like the instinct is just dismissively wank because they've been yeah. so like haplessly put together and booked. Yeah, so I mean, if you take all of the context away from it and they just focus on wrestling, I think it's going to be great. Focusing? I'm shockingly optimistic uh, all of a uh, sudden. You, you, you came in here and you were not sure, and then <laughs> little dog runs around and look, yeah, look what's there's happening. there's a tiny dog here. How could I not be optimistic? <laughs> uh, we move forward. He's looking at me right now. He knows you're talking about him. Ah. Um, moving forward with more wrestling, we have... Uh, we have... From the young upstarts to the old guys, this is Y2J, Chris Jericho against the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yeah, that's... It's really happening. It's a, it's a real thing. It's a match. It's a real thing that is happening in 2016. I feel like if if you would have said that this would happen in 2015 to anyone, like, there's no way they would have believed you. For sure. It's crazy... Uh, one of the earlier interviews said something like this. They said, like, on one hand, they're sort of sick of seeing this match already. But on the other hand, you know, it's going to be WrestleMania between AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. And I was like, I'm amazed that at this point, he's only he's been here so shortly, you can already have an AJ Styles thing where you're like, I've already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> but only I think, been here I think honestly, for a few weeks. Like, when AJ Styles went to New Japan, he really worked to change the way he performs and mm-hmm. i mean anyone who's worked with him has said he is at the peak of his career right now he's the best he's ever been and it's funny with y2j because you look at like his past wrestlemanias and like when he was wrestling those legends and when he was working you know like ricky steamboat mm-hmm. now he's kind of transitioned into that role so i think it's really interesting to see him take on that side of it instead of being this like brash upstart trying to take all of these older wrestlers down. I think if you if you again take away the like shitty personality stuff yes, of that on screen Jericho has. Uh I think between the two of them, with AJ still having a lot left to show people in WWE and Jericho being excited to wrestle AJ Styles, I think that could actually, I don't know, that could be a sleeper match. I think with the combined experience and creativity, it's going to be pretty darn good. Like, it's, it's, they would be, they're both so good at creating matches and blending styles. Yeah, and I mean, it's not no SmackDown. Like, they have a reason to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Move, we move up. All right. I'm looking forward to that, too. We have the triple threat for the Divas slash Women's title. Yeah. Charlotte, the incumbent, against Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. 
Yeah, so originally it was just supposed to be two of them. So Be- Becky and Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Charlotte and Sasha. Becky's done so much heavy lifting on the way in. She has, and I think it's great that people are finally seeing her kind of on that level. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, you know, she's always she's always kind of being secondary to Sasha and secondary to Bailey and secondary to Charlotte, when realistically she's a much better wrestler than Charlotte is. Yeah, she's fantastic. And she's, again, delightful. Gotta love the puns. Yeah, of course. Like, 90% of my humor is pun-based. 10% of it is dick-based. Like, I'm not a very funny person. But still. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I think it's... Like, this is the one that I'm most excited for. Like, I don't... I legitimately don't care about anything else that we're going to talk about after this. We have the ladder match still. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. Not to jump too far ahead. Let's (laughs) stay back where we are. Mm -hmm. Um... This feels like a Sasha Banks win, with help from a certain Hall of Famer. I don't know. I'm going to keep mum. Sure. On, Maybe you already know. On that part. Uh, but I think it's really interesting the way the WWE has kind of engineered Sasha Banks. Go on. Because you can't... Like, I mean, you can't deny that Sasha's great. No. Sasha's great at literally everything. But they did this thing where, you know, when everyone was complaining that, oh, why isn't Sasha getting this chance? Why doesn't Sasha have the belt? You know, why is Sasha being left off of this? Why is Sasha being left off of that? Because they wanted you to get mad. They wanted to guarantee that 100% of people watching Sasha Banks between her call-up and now are going to be behind her. So, I mean, it's a lot... I don't know. Like, it's... I'd like to say that it's shady, but I mean, this is how pro wrestling works. It's, it's a, it's a getting work. work, you yeah, know? You're getting it's like, work. It's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of carny assholes trying to make you believe in a woman when they've never really done that before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting when you look at, like I literally just wrote a couple thousand words about this, but when you look at the past women's matches at WrestleMania, like you've got, you know, you've got some big names like Alondra Blaze had... A WrestleMania match, like it's people talk about like Trish or Mickey or Lita, and I mean those weren't you know ideal, but I mean you also had like say Trish and Mickey on the same WrestleMania card as a Playboy pillow fight, right? Yeah, you know, so women have never had that WrestleMania moment. There are multiple matches that are either refereed or involve men or one where a dude won a diva's battle royal Mm -hmm. you know it's constant throwaway tag matches or battles royal and i mean everyone wants that wrestlemania moment and you know any male wrestler is going to talk about how this is the pinnacle of their career but there's no women's wrestlemania match that someone can point to and say no this was my wrestlemania moment this is the best match of my career. Mm-hmm. This is what I dreamed of doing. So now we finally have it. And it's, I don't know, it's super exciting to me. We and have I our mean, first. It feels like this is going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, if this is the reset button, like this is the direction that they need to keep going and they need to give women time. Because before this, there was no women's match that lasted longer than 10 minutes. Mm. Well, Most gonna... of the women's matches didn't even make it to Ten. six or seven. Yeah. I can't remember, like, looking back. There are ten that are under five. Wow. 
So, I mean, and the ones that are under five, you've got multiple batches that are one and like under two minutes and under three minutes. Crazy. So, I mean, if you actually look at the stats and you break it down, it's so depressing. <laughs> it's the most depressing. Yeah, thing. no kidding. So, I mean, and especially like it goes back and forth um, as to when they are going to debut the women's championship. Right. And get rid of that fucking butterfly. But like, I want it to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. And Smarkomania is probably the like first I heard that they were doing it at the Raw after, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that makes no sense. And then I heard that they're doing it at WrestleMania, and then I'm like, yes, this is good. So again, that's another step in the right direction. I think it's. I mean, it's long overdue. And oh, absolutely. My first instinct was that they would do it at the Smarkomania Raw, but mm-hmm. uh, it could be a really great moment if they do it at WrestleMania. Like, the match ends, and then I'm not sure who would be the one. Would come. Mm-hmm. Authority figure is, like, the, you actually the first ever women's champion. Not first ever, but, like, the whatever they're going to call the title. I guess it would be first ever. Yeah, or, I mean, like, if, if, it's someone, a reset. if someone says we're not wrestling for this, we're wrestling for this. Mm. Like, I mean, I just, I want that moment where the eventual winner walks into Raw and gets to carry that above their head. Yeah. I'm getting emotional already. Like, I want that. <laughs> and I feel like... Female fans have been so unbelievably long-suffering when it comes to divas that I think we kind of deserve this by now. Yeah. So, I'm excited. It's going to be... I'm looking very much forward to it. And I want to pull heavily for Becky because she's been so great in the lead-up. Mm-hmm. From the moment she's been on the main roster, she's been like the pure white meat. Like, <laughs> let's win the right way. She gets screwed over and over and over again and like... It would be nice to eventually see her get her come up, but maybe it works better if her um, still just coming up short right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's going to be great. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that you, and like you said, so many people who are on this before me are excited for a Divas match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's leaps and bounds from where we were even two years ago. That's true. We move forward. We only have four left here. We have Kevin Owens' uh, ladder war against Sami Zayn. Uh, the always tough Zack Ryder, <laughs> Sin Cara, Miz, Stardust, and Dolph Ziggler. Mm. This is Owen Zane uh, with other people around to ruin it, is what I assume. <laughs> That's sort of out know, there. This is going to rule. It's going to be great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They're, they're going to tease us having those two fight in a big moment. Yeah, I, a mean, bunch. Like, I, I assume Sin is going to get hurt. Throne? Less of a role. Yeah. I can't <laughs> we'll see Zack Ryder looking. I mean, Zack Ryder looks strong in the lead up, so. He looks strong physically, too. And he's, he's got, got a beard. Absolutely. He's got a beard, yeah. It's crazy. I Emma see him. Changed, yeah. See, I saw him with Emma <laughs> on, the, on the internet. But no, I think it's. And I think this is. Like, this is a really interesting group of guys because you've got, you know, Owens and. Zane, who are these like beloved indie darlings. You've got Zack Ryder who kind of had his moment, but you know, was then yes. oversaturated and turned into a joke. You've got Sankara, who is literally a running joke. Or he would be if he wouldn't trip and fall. <laughs> you know, you've got Dolph Ziggler, the guy who everyone thinks is super underrated and, you know, always either people are sick of him or still wondering when he's really going to get that chance. I mean, realistically, he's a former WWE heavyweight champion. Like, he's he's gotten those chances. But, I mean, I think in a group setting, his strongest suits 
will show. He's excellent looking like he just got yeah. like broken in half. Yeah, and then you've got The Miz, who literally does not watch wrestling outside of WWE. <laughs> he never has. He never will. But he's the best WWE wrestler. He's gotten so good on the microphone like i've seen him and, and at like live events he's just incredibly good at it he's so charming and it's he's so confident like if you talk to him he's one of those guys who just never breaks eye contact to the mm. point where you're just like like it made me super nervous yeah yeah because he's just so aggressively confident and i think like a lot of the times like i mean he's not realistically a great wrestler in the grand scheme of things no. but again he's a pure WWE wrestler. For sure. From the and ground I mean, up. He's, and he's always being like good on the mic, but he has to be in the right situation. Certainly. When he's being told to, you know, work in like coded language and the D- every time he has the divas on the that yeah. terrible show, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But when he's just, you know, you when you can tell he is more in control of what he's saying, then he's great. And Stardust. And Stardust. This is the best. Truly. Uh, we move forward. That's, I think I feel like that's got to be Owens or Zane. I can't imagine they're going in a different direction. Um, I'm okay with most of those guys winning. Yeah. Like, I want Stardust to have nice things all the time. Zack Ryder winning would be great. Zack Ryder would be hilarious. Like, Owens and Sammy can't put their differences aside, and they, they're just obsessed yeah, with fighting each other. Yeah, and then fucking Sin Cara, who's just, like, like, sat out, like, limped up the ladder. Could happen. I would also be okay with that. I don't know. Sometimes I just want to watch the world burn. Speaking of, play. speaking of, Brock Lesnar <clears throat> against the lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose in his red wagon full of weapons. Yep. Chainsaw, etc. Also a thing that's happening. Chainsaw. I predict a lot of chainsaw use. I think we're going to have a lot of <laughs> chainsaw swung at each other. Brock Lesnar's losing a limb, beating Dean Ambrose the, to death with it. We're, I was talking previously about what I think... I think Dean's best strategy here would be to chainsaw Brock in half at the waist. That makes sense. That's what I would do. And then his shoulders, he really can't kick out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a good matchup in that Dean will do anything yeah. to make it look like he's dying. Uh, and what a perfect foil to have make you look like you're about to die than Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm not a big Brock Lesnar fan, but I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll be interesting. I'm not a huge fan of street fights either. But... Neither am I, truthfully. But this seems to be so perfectly laid out for uh, it to be the Dean Ambrose like. Yeah, like I mean, this breakthrough. Is, this is the guy who's brought a hot dog cart to the ring and lost a match because he didn't realize the television was plugged in and mm-hmm. got electrocuted. Like he does the stupidest shit. So I mean, I want the stupidest shit to happen. <laughs> What do you think, what's the dumbest thing that could happen realistically? Oh, I don't know. Like, I assume it has to be, like, Texas-themed. Hoisted upon his own petard. <laughs> Gotta, yeah, lassoes himself? Lassoes his leg together? Maybe he gets suplexed off of a mechanical bull, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, breaking into the street of Dallas would be nice. That's gonna be carnage, and, like, sort of, it'd be almost cartoonish, maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. Plus, I mean, you don't really get to see those kinds of matches with Brock Lesnar because he's just this big, scary monster and everything he's involved in is super serious. So I want, I don't know, I want Brock Lesnar to do some dumb shit. Seems like a nice match. I'm okay with comedy Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Well, let's see it. Let's see it all. 
I'm in. I mean, on like that just being like silly, anything can happen sort of thing. We have two left. Yeah. Which do you? God. Which would you rather talk about first? I don't care about either of them. Well, perfect. Triple H. <laughs> Triple H like, is, I don't really care about yeah. boy wrestling Triple on H, this card. Triple H so. Roman Reigns is uh, happening. Yep. Roman Reigns is probably going to win. Who knows? Who knows? And then uh, Shane Taker. Also a thing that's happening. Have you seen Shane's abs? He's a grown man. Damn. Shane, for, the, for, for ownership? No, for control of Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Because of whatever he has that is powerful enough to blackmail Vince, but not so powerful that The Undertaker can't step in. Which makes no sense. Every time I have power of any sort, I'm always like, I'm going to put this on the line first. <laughs> you blackmail a lot of people? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I usually lose the matches, so I, don't, I get nothing. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's not a... I'm not super enthused about either of those, mm-hmm. but... I can see where people would be. They have to. This is the. This is like. I feel like um, more than anything else in the card. They have to do these because they have to explain. There has to be like an explanation, right? Yeah. They have to explain who's running I the mean, company. And I'm and sure who's the one champion. will tie into the other. I agree. That's been un- underlooked by people that are previewing this. Is that like? Yeah, and like I mean, I never want to listen to people talk about Roman Reigns, <laughs> so I never also want to be a person talking about Roman Reigns. Yeah, there's not a lot to say anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's good for him to go through this because, I mean, there's no disputing that he's going to be with WWE for a long time. Yeah. And he's going to be a top public face of WWE for a long time. But he's still not there yet. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if he's going through these things now, when he is there, it'll be like a John Cena situation where he's just completely unflappable. Mm Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a similar thought as, like, if, if you're going to do it, then just do it, because he's going to have to go through it eventually. It's going to yeah. have to happen. So, I mean, if he's going through all of this shit and all of these booze and whatever now, by the time he gets his mic work where it needs to be, and he becomes a more well-rounded, fully developed wrestler, then he's already been through this shit. There's, there's nothing to shake him. Yeah. I see it, like, as a, as a comedian that you know has talent, but sometimes he bombs. Like, well, once you're used to bombing, then it won't matter. You'll be comfortable in the silence. Yeah, and once be... you fully hate yourself, then yeah. you can succeed. Well, once <laughs> once you realize that, like, all you can do when you're bombing is continue talking. Like, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Uh, you end up learning how to save yourself and dig yourself out of holes, and it starts to just become natural. Yeah, and then all those people who have devoted so much time to talking about Roman Reigns will hopefully one day feel super stupid that this is the thing that made them the angriest in their lives. And then, well, they should uh, feel bad about that now. I agree. And then Shane Taker. I also want Roman to win just because people will get really mad, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's I'm like, yeah, let you Roman win. You also want to see the world burn. Well, it's like, if just like you said, if it really makes you that mad that like the guy you like didn't win, then you got bigger problems than Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of wrestling fans have big problems. Like, I have, um, <laughs> Zach and I have, uh, we had a phase where we bought each other wrestling shirts as a joke. Mm-hmm. I got him the official Dean Ambrose tank top with the DA on the front. Nice. And he got me Seamus 515. Like, the least nice. useful shirt maybe ever. Oh, yeah. And a thing people don't even remember now. Right? And it just happened. And I wore it on St. Patrick's Day. Nice. I'm sure 
One person got that? Yes. But the one person was like, why would you possibly have a Seamus shirt? <laughs> and I was like, well, because, like, who cares? It's, it's, no, it's no less logical than having any other shirt of any other wrestler. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> right? And he's he's very charming. Why not? Yeah. Like, he's exceedingly charming. Like, I interviewed him last summer uh, at this 2K party. Mm. And, like, he, like, winked at me and put his arm around me and called me darling. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I understand everything people say about <laughs> you now. Oh, dear. And finally, Shane Dertaker. Um, do you know too much? You can't even talk about it? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm fine. This is such an asshole thing to do, though. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Like, I hate being like, oh, no, I if know this one stuff, thing, and I've already known this stuff. Yeah, if there's one thing that I think people don't want, you know what I mean? We, we, we talked about the, the women's title change. You couldn't wake up without knowing that news. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's been, like, that's been in the works since the summer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of... Well, I remember we talked I'll we, say, yeah, previously. We, you showed me it. We talked about it. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to, but yes. I mean, I saw a drawing <laughs> on DeviantArt. Yes. Uh, but you know like I mean that was ages ago so people the funny thing to me is when you know that I guess the quote unquote wrestling journalists like we all know the same thing Mm -hmm. is just waiting to see who is willing to say it right and figure out who is being paid off not to say stuff um so I guess once you're in that kind of like weird zone of wrestling professionals i guess uh i don't know it's pretty funny yeah i I can imagine i can imagine yeah plus i mean like i don't really like reading other people's wrestling stuff um but i mean there are a few that i definitely do not enjoy who have significantly bigger names who end up ruining a lot of things for the rest of us or <laughs> feeding misinformation mm. that, that, to which the public i feel like uh, would be the easiest that the the company WWE, must love that they can feed information to wrestling journalists oh yeah absolutely like when the whole thing is earlier really, the whole thing is to work people like oh yeah like do whatever as, you wanted like once you find out like the ways that they do things it's like it sucks but I mean, like you can't help but, I guess I don't want to say admire. Well, it would be them, like. But I mean, like you have to appreciate how. Yeah. Good they are. Like I mean, they they've turned being carny into an art form. It would be like being on the carnival beat as a reporter. <laughs> Eventually, you'd be like, okay, well, this. Yeah. What I'm being told here. You're like, oh no, that that. Those, yeah. <laughs> those rings are never fitting on my right? model. You can't knock those blocks over. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. That's the whole card. Oh, I was gonna. I, I have the question I have to ask you. I have to ask everybody. If you could change one thing about the lead up, what would it have been? The build or the booking? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's like I guess a better explanation of why the Undertaker gives a shit about any of this. Yes. Because uh, why does he give a shit about any of this? Why would he literally care if the any of this? Why would he care if the authorities? I was. No, he gets to wrestle like. A couple times a year, then he gets to go back to Texas with his, you know, beautiful wife and his family and do all the fun runs that he wants. <laughs> so, like, what does he give a shit? He's not going to be on the shit. Like, he's not going to be on Raw anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, why does he care like, everyone's who does, Raw? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see the payoff to that. And if there is no payoff and there is no explanation, then whatever. He's not going to be around anyways. <laughs> yeah. 
Dog, the dog agrees. Well, yeah. that's it. Danielle, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no worries. Excellent stuff. Thanks. Uh, and that's it for the whole for the whole damn thing. Those are all four. That's the WrestleMania <laughs> Feldomania preview show in the books. All right. So can thank I, you for joining me. Can I can I pimp with spandex? Please. All right. Um, so please, uh, if you either want to find out more of my hot fire opinions, um, I guess follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at ProGrapsLady. Uh, I'm writing less frequently now because of the lingering concussion that super sucks. Uh, but I am at WithSpandex.com or OpperRocks.com slash ProWrestling. Uh, and I like being on Sportsfeld, and I'm happy you had me back. I'm happy you're here. Yeah, and follow, follow Danielle. She's the best. Aww. All right, that's it. You? That's it. And we'll, uh, we'll see those of you who made it this far, several of you on Sunday, <laughs> at the live Sportsfeld Can Slam Live MLB preview. Starts at 2 p.m. Sunday, April 3rd, before the 4 p.m. Jays game and the 7 p.m. WrestleMania. Jeez. Holy cow. Sunday's it's a been... busy day. I also have to find time to cook for people. I, think. I don't know how it went. That's nuts. I know. Uh, we'll find out how it goes when it gets here, and we'll listen. Uh, not listen. <laughs> we'll see know. everybody. I'll be at home. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right, that's it for this episode of Sports Belt. <laughs> <laughs>